It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time! Louisville wins a second consecutive cup! Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores! Niall McCabe around the wall. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome in to Lynn Family Stadium. I'm Jeff Milby. Tonight, Louisville City FC faces a classic trap game. Their opponents, the Charleston Battery, come to Butchertown, second from the bottom on the USL's Eastern Conference standings. They've won just three games all season, and they've suffered a winless streak of 11 games and another of six games. Lou City, meanwhile, is in first place in the conference, seven games unbeaten, a stretch that includes six wins, and they've got a much-hyped a much rematch with the Tampa Bay Rowdies looming next week. The last time these two teams met, it was a similar story. Already in the midst of a congested period of the season and coming off of a grueling 120-minute U.S. Open Cup game, Lou City was sluggish in South Carolina on April 23rd when they faced Charleston, and Enoch Mushigalusa goal, his first for the club, pulled them level late on to earn a point on the road. And with that, I'll bring in my broadcast partner, Casey Whitfield, to whom I will pose the question, is this a trap game tonight for Louisville City against the Charleston Battery? I mean, you got to think that it is. You, you just completely set it up. It's, a, it's like a rematch of the last match completely because last time that Charleston and Lou City faced each other, Lou City, like you said, had a few grueling games. They were traveling quite a bit, and they had that big home matchup versus the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, a little bit of revenge from the opening of Lynn Family Stadium. The last time they were here, we, we kind of – draw we lost to them and it was not the result we wanted against Pittsburgh and so they were all focused on that match go to Charleston end up going down a goal because they completely overlooked them and I think this game is no different they're on a really great winning streak currently they have a massive 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 game next weekend that there is all kinds of hype about you've got the new kit reveal that's happening it's going to be a blackout there's sell out the fam and they're going to have so many tickets that they've already sold this is going to be the most crowded the place has ever been is that game but you still have this game at hand and so i really think that loose city is not going to make the same mistake twice i hope that's the case and i think all the players remember that game, the Charleston game. And so I'm hoping that coming out tonight, they recognize that they have this game first. Yes, the next game is going to be fun. Yes, it's going to be a sellout crowd. Yes, they get to wear their new jerseys. But this is the most important game right now because it's the next one. You mentioned that game next week and the Phil the Fam initiative to try and sell this place out. They are inching closer and closer to a sellout. I was told maybe about an hour ago, that they were up to over 11,000 tickets already sold a week out for that game. So if you're listening to us here on ESPN Louisville and you're considering maybe coming out, I would not hesitate one bit to go to lucity.com to buy your tickets. This game tonight, you touched on it. It's a huge hyped game next week. But this game tonight on paper, you would think Louisville City could win comfortably, arguably should win comfortably. A couple of weeks back here at Lynn Family Stadium, Lou City faced off with a team that is currently at the bottom of the standings, the New York Red Bulls 2, and they absolutely lit them up to the tune of a 6 to nothing win. This Charleston team, only slightly better than that New York Red Bulls 2 team in terms of where they are in the standings. 
as I mentioned in the open, they've gone on winless stretches of 11 games and 6 games over the course of this season. They've won just three times. They have the second-worst defensive record in the league, having conceded 48 goals this season. Lou City, meanwhile, the second, uh, I beg your pardon, the third most goals scored in the league this season. All of that sets up you to think that Lou City will cruise tonight. But to your point, this game is the most important game because it's the one happening tonight. They've got to show up. They've got to play because we've seen them lay some eggs this year. Think back to that Monterey Bay game, for example, where they lost here at home in a big surprising fashion. Loose City has to show up tonight to get these three points. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's on paper. Like, it's great for us because it gives us something to talk about. We can talk about the stats. We can look at it. We can analyze it. But what matters is what they do out on the field, what the players go out and do during the game and Lou City has to go out there and treat this game like it's any other match like it's you know Tampa Bay they have to go out and treat this game like they would any other game and they have to attack it with that mindset that they are going to play their style of soccer no matter what I think it is going to be an excellent opportunity for them to work on generating more chances in the run of play. I think that's kind of been a struggle of theirs in the season. I think Danny Cruz has even said it himself that they haven't been generating enough chances in the run of play, and they've been relying a lot on set pieces, which is nothing wrong because they're scoring a lot of goals. But tonight would be a great opportunity for them to kind of work out some of those kinks, get a little bit more comfortable with that. So then going into next week, they have more confidence and they have more ability or experience with it. And so I think it's a great opportunity for that. But You have to show up, you have to stay focused, and you have to put them away. Winning tonight is also important in the context of next week's game because Tampa Bay is hot on the heels of Louisville City in the standings. They're just one point back. Louisville does have a couple of games in hand over Tampa Bay, but that's not really going to matter if Tampa wins tonight or if Louisville City loses tonight and Tampa earns a point. That changes the equation next week in what is right now a one-versus-two matchup. So winning tonight to keep pace at the top of those USL standings is so very important in Tampa Bay playing at Detroit City uh, or against Detroit City tonight. So we will keep an eye on that throughout the evening. Louisville City hosting the Charleston Battery. We'll have the entire game for you this evening here on ESPN Louisville. Kickoff slated for a few minutes past 8 o'clock here in Butchertown at Lynn Family Stadium. A nice crowd already filing in. The rain, the little drizzle that we've had throughout the day here appears to be heading out. There's still some clouds overhead, but it's looking like it's going to be a pleasant evening for soccer at Lynn Family Stadium. We will continue to prepare you for this game. We will continue to talk about it when we come back after this break. We'll chat about the possibility of an MVP candidate. Lou City's having a fantastic season, the best season they've ever had to this point of any season, 21 games in. But do they deserve to have an MVP candidate? We will consider that question when we come back. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Camry, like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save over $5,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up. 
and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It has the potential to be a really fun and memorable evening tonight for Louisville City FC as they host the Charleston Battery. As many as 11,000 fans are expected to file into Lynn Family Stadium tonight, and a good number of them have already done so with 11 and a half minutes to go before kickoff. There's a good energy in the air, a good buzz about the place, and hopefully that carries over into the action on the field. Casey Whitfield alongside me. I'm Jeff Milby. We're getting you prepared for the game coming up a little bit after 8 o'clock. Casey, Louisville City, as I mentioned, heading into break, 21 games into this season. They have a record of 14-3-4. That's good for 46 points, which entering action this weekend has them on top of the Eastern Conference by a point over Tampa Bay. It is the best start that Louisville City has ever had through 21 games of any of their eight now seasons, which is something remarkable to say considering the amount of success that Louisville City has had down the years since their inception back in 2015. And yet... In conversations around the USL on social media, in media outlets on the league's website itself, already at, at this point in the season, as is natural, the conversation is starting to turn to late-season awards like MVP. Louisville City, of course, has had a couple of MVPs in their history. Matt Fondi back in 2015, Cameron Lancaster as well, winning the top award in the league. And given Louisville City's success this season, you would expect that they would have a player in that conversation, but they really don't so far. I haven't seen much of that, at least uh, on social media, of, of players from Louisville City being touted for that kind of award. Is there anybody on the roster that you think deserves some recognition for Louisville City in terms of an award like an MVP or, say, an all-league first-team appearance, something like that? Well, I will say I think one of the reasons why it's not as talked about is because Lou City is a true team. They don't have many standout players. They they all kind of share the wealth. They have so much talent and ability. But the name that comes to mind for me would have to be Brian Ombi. He has been phenomenal for Lou City so far. I mean, he's got seven goals on the season. The only player that has more goals for him is Wilson Harris, who, as a center forward, you would expect to have more goals. He's got four assists. 44 shots and 23 shots on goal so far this season. And that's not even talking about all the plays that he has created and all the work that he does off of the ball to support his teammates. And so I think when you think of the MVP, you have to think of the player as a whole. And a lot of times 
a lot of that extra work off the ball gets overlooked by committees and stuff. They see, they look at the stats, they look at the goals, and that's great. But I think Brian Ombi has embodied the MVP of this team, and I think that he definitely has a fair shot at being the MVP of the league. You mentioned that MVP votes typically go to guys with big goal totals, big assist totals. Milan Eloski of Orange County right now leads the league with 16 goals scored. Talking about Ownby, that's as compared to his seven so far this year. Two players lead the league in assists to this point in the season. Haji Berry of Colorado Springs and Canardo Forbes of Pittsburgh. They have each contributed eight assists this season. Ownby with just four. But I'll throw a statistic that certainly is not a typical statistic you would look at, but it's one of these new wave of uh, sabermetric kind of stats. It's called goals added. Think of it like war maybe in baseball where you can evaluate what a player's contributions add to the overall goal-scoring total of a team. Brian Ombi is third in the league in that category behind only Leo Fernandez of Tampa Bay and Alexander Dixon. Uh, That's a little in the weeds for a lot of people, but... It proves a point that Brian Ombi brings value to the field that isn't shown on the typical traditional stat sheet of goals and assists. He has been such an important player for one of the best teams, the second best team in the league entering the weekend. Well, and any time you watch Lou City play, your eyes are automatically drawn to him and his energy and his ability and his just go-after-it mentality that he has. And so I think if you watch a game, there's no denying that Brian Ombi is a standout player. As you can hear, the national anthem is underway as the pregame festivities roll on here at Lynn Family Stadium. So we will step aside for a break. We will continue on with this pregame show. Casey Whitfield will have her keys to the game when we come back. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer as they take on the Charleston Battery tonight at Lynn Family Stadium here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. 
You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. We are progressing nicely to the top of the hour for kickoff of this game. Louisville City hosting the Charleston Battery tonight. It is first place in the Eastern Conference against 13th place in the Eastern Conference. And Casey Whitfield has her keys to this game. So tonight, Lou City has to be quick in combination play in the final third. They have to move the ball quickly and play in one, two touch passes. In order to do, in order to do that, we have to have a lot of movement off the ball. This is going to get the back line of Charleston moving and create gaps and pockets of space in and behind, and we can exploit that space and capitalize on it. Next, we have to limit our unforced errors. So we have to limit the number of times that we turn the ball over from our own mistakes. There have been too many times in the past where these errors have led us to conceding goals. And tonight, if we make these types of errors, Charleston is a team who is fully capable of making us pay. And finally, we talked about this a lot, focus on the task at hand. We have to focus on the game in front of us. We know there's a big game next weekend, but that game doesn't matter until we play this one. We have to stay focused on the game that the game that we're going to play, the style we want to play, to make sure that we're locked in and we can put some goals away on Charleston. The referees have taken the field. The players from both teams are following them on. And the anticipation, the energy is rising. It's going to be a fun crowd tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. Hopefully they have an entertaining game. I expect that they will have one to watch tonight. We'll bring you the starting lineups, kickoff, and all of the action after this final pregame break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer as they take on the Charleston Battery tonight on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota RAV4, like the electrified RAV4 Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, you can save over $3,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As a sponsor of Loose City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions, from the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com.
Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Craft House Pizza. We will begin with the visitors this evening, the Charleston Battery. Again, they interplay tonight with a paltry record of 3-15-4. That's good for 13 points. That's second to last in the Eastern Conference. Their goalkeeper is the Frenchman, Hugo Ferro. The back four in front of him, A.J. Patterson, Preston Kilwine, Leland Archer, who has a played in all 90 minutes of all 20 of his appearances this season, and Charlie Asensio, a rookie making just his sixth appearance. In the midfield, it is Dominic Oduro making his fifth straight start. Robbie Crawford, the veteran Scotsman, making his first start since returning to Charleston, along with Romario Piggott. And then the attacking players, Enoch Kwakwa and D.Z. Harmon, will play in support of the center forward, Augustine Williams, who leads this team with 11 goals. Charleston plays under head coach Connor Casey, an MLS and U.S. national team veteran of years past. He is in his first season in charge. For Louisville City, they enter the game with a record of 14-3-4, 46 points in the standings. That's good for first place in the Eastern Conference entering action this weekend. Danny Cruz's lineup, a familiar one. It's Kyle Morton in goal. The back four in front of him. Amadou Dia returns to the lineup along the left after missing last time out at El Paso to witness the birth of his daughter. The center back pairing, Wes Sharpie and Sean Tosh. Manny Perez will line up as the right back for his third straight start after returning from injury. In the midfield, Tyler Gibson makes his 100th USL League appearance tonight. He is paired with Niall McCabe, who has worn the captain's armband now in six of the last seven games. Jorge Gonzalez will play as an attacking midfielder. He bagged the winning goal last time out in that 1-0 victory at El Paso. And then the attacking trio. Along the left, it is Enoch Mushagalusa. Along the right, Brian Ownby. And down the middle, the striker this evening is Wilson Harris. He will work to end a month-and-a-half scoring drought. He has not scored a goal since June 18th. Louisville City, of course, coached by Danny Cruz in his second season in charge. And our referee tonight is Joshua Encarnacion, who has shown four or more cards in seven of his last eight games. They are underway down on the field. Just about a minute has been played. Louisville City wearing their traditional all-purple uniforms, purple shirts, shorts, and socks with white numerals and lettering, defending the goal to our right in front of the Estopinal end, which is in full voice tonight. And Charleston wearing their road white uniforms with some gold trim, black numerals and lettering. They are moving from left to right. Here's a ball in from Charleston to Augustine Williams, who wins the battle in the air with West Sharpie for the header, but couldn't direct much power on it. And it is an easy catch and save for Kyle Morton, the first action of his evening in goal for Louisville City. Well, it was a nicely whipped in ball there, but I think Wes Sharpie did a really good job to position himself goal side of Williams there, which made Williams not be able to get the best contact on the ball, so he wasn't able to really direct that on goal. But Charleston is really coming with a lot of energy and trying to push up the field as much as possible. You can imagine they're wanting to whip in as many balls as they can, especially since the sun is shining right in Kyle Morton's eyes right now. Yeah, that's certainly a talking point in the first half of this game, Casey. The sunshine, as we all know, Louisville City fans all are aware of how this stadium is situated as compared to the sun. The sun is shining directly in the eyes of Kyle Morton in Louisville City's defensive penalty area. We've already seen him shield his eyes a couple of times as the referee Encarnacion blows his whistle against Sean Tosh, 
of Louisville City. So that is our first foul of the evening, and it will give a free kick to Charleston in their attacking half, Louisville's defensive half, in the middle of the field toward the far side, their left. They play it quickly on the ground and work it, I'm sorry, work it all the way back to their back line with Preston Kilwine. He plays a long diagonal from his left center back position to the right side, the near side for Louisville City. It's out for a Louisville throw where it's taken by Amadou Dia. Now Louisville working in possession. West Sharpie playing at left center back, plays it back to the goalkeeper Kyle Morton, who's forced to clear it upfield. A battle for possession at midfield is won by Jorge Gonzalez. He loops the ball forward, headed back his way by Charlie Asensio, the right back for Charleston. But here comes Louisville after a fight for possession. It's Brian Ombi in the middle in the attacking half, trying to thread it through for Wilson Harris, but the ball was too far out in front of him. It rolls into the arms of the goalkeeper, Hugo Ferro. And Brian Omi receiving the ball a little bit behind him from Wilson Harris. He had to turn and make a quick decision. He had Manny Perez making the run out on the wing, which is the ball I think he should have played. He tried to force it through to Wilson Harris, and Wilson Harris not really expecting it, so wasn't able to get on the same page. I think if he can release through Manny Perez, Lucidi has a better opportunity to keep possession. Lucidi comes out of a scrum with possession once again in the center circle. It's the captain, the Irishman, Niall McCabe. To the right now is Sean Toge. He's across midfield into the Charleston half, back into the center circle, just on the midfield stripe is Tyler Gibson. Gibson to the left center back, Sharpie. Down, now down the near sideline, Amadou Dia has run forward, but a heavy touch from him gives it to Charleston. They will try and work through the crowd. In the middle of the field, it is Enoch Kwakwa. He nearly lost out in possession, but A.J. Patterson picks it up along the far side in the defensive half for Charleston, but he gives it away. Lucidi in the attack. Just outside of the box is Nyla McCabe. To the far side, Brian Ombi. Just outside of the box, dribbling in toward the edge of the box. Now to the top of the box. Ombi gives it up to Manny Perez. Now into the middle to Tyler Gibson. And Gibson backwards into the center circle to Sharpie as they switch the point of the attack. Now to the near side. Enoch Mushagalusa tries to play it down the near sideline. It was deflected by D.Z. Harmon, and it's out for a throw to Louisville on the near side. They're left in their attacking half. In Charleston, as soon as they turn the ball over they're dropping into almost a back five there which is going to make it really difficult for Lucidi to break down and find the pockets of space and that's where they have to kind of have a little bit more combination play to get those defenders moving. Wilson Harris with a great ball across the top of the six yard box but no one in purple on the back post to attack it it will roll all the way to a Charleston player along the back line who plays it back to the goalkeeper for Rowe. He's forced just to clear it upfield. It's knocked down, picked up by Romario Piggott, who wears the number 10 on his back. Still in the Charleston half. It's Patterson on the far side playing as a left back. He was challenged by Brian Ombi. The ball out of play, last touch by Ombi. It's a throw to Charleston in their defensive half. On the far side, their left. Louisville City doing their best here five minutes into this game to pin Charleston in. The ball hasn't left their half for a couple of moments now. Two teams trading headers. A long header forward from Charleston. It'll be cleaned up by Amadou Dia, who's drifting back toward his defensive penalty area. He plays it on the ground to Kyle Morton, the Louisville City goalkeeper. Nine clean sheets to his name this season, despite missing nearly a month after a scary concussion at Tampa Bay. He played it long and forward, where it was played forward by Preston Kilwine of Charleston at midfield. But Kilwine's ball forward was deflected by the referee Encarnacion. So it'll be a dropped ball here to Charleston and a restart. Well, that's the new rule. So now if the referee gets hit, it's no longer just the blade of grass. And the referee will stop the play and they will do a drop ball, which is a very nice addition to the, to the way the game is played. It allows for a little cleaner game. 
Charleston in the attack on the far side. It was Asensio getting forward down the far sideline. Had it taken off of his feet by Manny Perez, but it's a throw in the attacking half for Charleston just outside of the Louisville defensive penalty area. Charleston takes the throw. They work it backwards. It's at midfield now with the left center back, Kilwine, on the far sideline under pressure from Harris. Kilwine plays it forward with his left foot, but no one on the end of the ball, and it drops into the feet of Kyle Morton, who will work out of the back and try and build out of the back for Louisville City. He plays it to the far side to Sean Tosh. Tosh back into the Louisville penalty area for Morton as Charleston starts to bring some numbers forward. It's West Sharpie now, still in the Louisville penalty area. He plays a long ball down the middle towards a charging Gonzalez, but it's headed away there by Leland Archer, the Trinidad and Tobago international for Charleston. Two teams battling for possession after that header. It's out, last touch by Louisville City. It's a throw to Charleston on the near sideline. They're right just at midfield. Well, and it's great movement off the ball from Brian Elby and Jorge Gonzalez. Wilson Harris has a good job to check back, which pulls the center back for Charleston with him, and that opens up a gap of space for Brian Elby to run into. Uh, West Sharpie just couldn't get the ball pulled away from the defender ever so slightly to make it all the way through, but I like the movement up top and the interchange between the players. They've played seven minutes, 20 seconds in this game. No score. No great chance for either side to this point either. Romario Williams did have a header early in the game for Charleston. Louisville City back in possession now. At the top of the D of his penalty area is Kyle Morton. It's touched back to him by Tyler Gibson, who's dropped back into a defensive midfield position. Morton plays it down the near sideline and long toward Musha Galusa, but he can't catch up to the ball. It's picked up by the center back, Preston Kilwine. Kilwine all the way back to the goalkeeper, Hugo Ferro for Charleston. Ferro making his 14th start of the season, just one shutout to his name. Now Charleston working through the middle. Romario Williams touches it down for a teammate. That's Enoch Kwakwa. Kwakwa back to Romario Williams. They're in the attacking half now. Outside of the penalty area. Williams a ball to the top of the penalty area. Intercepted there by Manny Perez. Perez over to West Sharpie. A long ball from Sharpie to Gonzalez. He chests it down in midfield. Plays it over the top for Mushagalusa. He's in. Into the penalty area, but he's offside. The flag up against Enoch Mushagalusa to thwart that chance for Louisville City. And it's lucky for Charleston that the flag did go up because Musha Galusa was in and had a teammate, Wilson Harris, running with him. And that was an extremely, extremely tight call there. Jorge Gonzalez has a good job to settle the ball and have the vision to play it through. I think if he was offsides, it was just by a toe or a hair there because he was not very far off. But again, the good movement up top, the good combination play between those front four players, they have to continue to do this to release a little bit of pressure that Charleston is putting them under defensively. The ensuing free kick for Charleston was taken by Leland Archer, sent long, and no one on the end of it in white. It was picked up by Kyle Morton. Here comes Louisville City, though. It's Niall McCabe on the far side. He's into the Charleston box. McCabe, a ball across the face of goal, and it's stabbed away by Hatter, uh, Preston Kilwine, I'm sorry. It's out for a Louisville City corner kick. The first of the game. It'll come from the far side, the Louisville City right, and it will come with nearly 10 minutes gone by by the time they take it. And I love those low driven crosses in between the goalkeeper and the back line. It was a prime example there. Charleston had to just make a last-ditch effort, and luckily they rolled it over the end line. But ever so often, the defender can make the mistake, and it can end up in the back of the net. But a great run there from Niall McCabe. The Vi-Fi corner is an outswinger off the foot of McCabe. It's toward Tosh, headed away by Charleston. It's going to be picked up on the far sideline, about halfway back to midfield by Musha Galusa. Down the far sideline to Niall McCabe. Sizes up another cross. Here it comes. It's deflected on its way through, and it's out for another corner. This time again... 
from the far side, the Louisville City Rights. And from the first corner kick, now McCabe whipped in a really good ball. It was nicely defended by Charleston, and Lou City does a good job to recycle that and earn this second corner. I'd like to see Niall McCabe maybe look to go more towards the back post or pull it out ever so slightly at the top of the six. That's where they have a lot of their runners coming in, and that's also going to force the keeper to have to stay on his line. Niall McCabe with four assists in his last five appearances. Here comes the Vi-Fi corner kick. It's to Gonzalez, who heads it over the bar and out of play. But a well-taken corner kick. Jorge Gonzalez rising in the crowd to connect to it, but just couldn't direct it on frame. And just like I said, he pulled the ball out to the top of the six-yard box, and Gonzalez was able to make that run, and no one was around him, and it's because of his movement that he has. As soon before, Right before Niall McCabe kicks it, he pulls away and then makes the run in. It was a great header. He just couldn't get over it enough. A ball from Ferro over the top. The goalkeeper for Charleston is easily intercepted by Tyler Gibson of Louisville City in the midfield. And now the boys in purple will work from the back once again. It is Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper at the top of his penalty area. A long ball toward the right side. Knocked down by Patterson of Charleston. A battle in the middle for it between Jorge Gonzalez and Dominic Oduro of Charleston. And Oduro comes out with it. Oduro, a long ball down the near sideline there right towards DZ Harmon. Amadou Dia with a sliding challenge to send it out of play. It's a throw to Charleston on the near side. They're right in their attacking half. And it was a great release to find Harmon there out on the wing. He was one-on-one with Amadou Dia, but Amadou Dia is such a solid one-on-one defender. He times that tackle perfectly. Maybe a chance for Louisville City on the break. Brian Ombi not touched off of his feet, but picked up by Manny Perez, who does really well to dribble around a defender. Perez into the attacking half on the far side, the right. To the far sideline, further upfield is Brian Ombi. Here they come. Ombi. On the overlap is Perez, but Ombi will check it back, play it backward to Niall McCabe. McCabe dribbling toward the middle, plays it backward to the right center back, Sean Tosh at midfield. Across the center circle at midfield is now Sharpie. Sharpie to the near sideline, the left back Amadou Dia into the middle of the field with Gibson. Gibson back across midfield into Louisville City half with Sharpie. Sharpie into the center circle now with Tosh. Tosh under a little pressure from Pickett, plays a bouncing ball in the air to the far side to Manny Perez. Perez through to Niall McCabe, just outside of the box, on the right side. McCabe, a ball in, it's parried away by the goalkeeper and then cleared off the line by Charleston. Picked up just outside of the box by Dia. Into the box to Mushagalusa on the left side. Mushagalusa the back heel to Dia. Dia, ball to the back post. Headed away by Patterson of Charleston. It's out of the penalty area. Picked up by Pickett of Charleston where he can clear. In fact, he will try and jumpstart the attack as he plays it on the ground to the far sideline. But it's overhit, out of play. It's a throw to Louisville City. Or is it? The referee has blown his whistle. Called it back for a foul, I believe. And Niall McCabe, the Louisville captain, is up in arms and in the referee's face. He cannot believe that call. Well, you know Niall McCabe is going to let the referee have it, but he is doing such a great job of finding space out there on the right side. And the crosses that he has sent in have been extremely dangerous. He Again, that low-driven cross, and it's been finding its way across. Lou City just has to do a better job of having runners in the box. Again, on the recycled ball from Amadou Dia, a nice chipped ball to the back post, but there wasn't a single Lou City player there. They have to make sure that they're getting those bodies into the box so when their teammates are sending in these crosses they're able to contest them. It was not a foul. The referee just in fact gave the throw to Charleston which from our point of view looked like an incorrect call but nonetheless Louisville City wins the ball after the throw almost immediately. They've got it with the left center back Sharpie just shy of midfield. A long diagonal to the near side to Mushagalusa outside of the box. Dribbling it on his defender. Mushagalusa trying to get to the end line and a toe poke from DZ Harmon sends it out past the end line. It is another Louisville City corner kick this time from the near side, their left. 
And the battle between DZ Harmon and Enoch Mushagalusa has been a fun one so far in these first 14 minutes of the game. The two have been going at it with each other. Mushagalusa does a good job there to fake inside and cut outside, forcing Harmon to have to make a diving effort in to kick the ball out of bounds. But again, another great corner kick opportunity. Niall McCabe has been on point with his services so far this match. Lucidi just has to get on the end of it. Harmon making his first start since July 2nd for Charleston, and he's earned it so far with some good play against Mushagalusa. The Wi-Fi corner kick played on the ground by McCabe to the top of the box where Amadou Dia has it, drifting toward the left, toward the near sideline, plays it through to Mushagalusa on the end line, and a sliding challenge from Williams will send it out for another corner kick to Louisville City. Once again from the near side, their left. A little short corner routine there. Casey, what do you think? Well, I don't think it played out the way that they wanted it to. I think the ball was supposed to come into Dia, and Dia was going to whip across in, but the ball took a little bit of a bounce right before Amadou Dia got it, so he was not able to make a clean touch on it, forcing him to have to kind of improvise there, and Mushigalusa makes a good run, diagonal run, and Dia is able to find it, but not the way they wanted it to work out. The Wi-Fi corner into the box, knocked down, it comes out to Gibson, who fires from about 30 yards, and it is almost as far away from the target from Tyler Gibson. To be fair, it's over the waterfront end section, standing section, past the scoreboard, out for a goal kick to Charleston. A bit of an ambitious effort there from Tyler Gibson, but those are the moments that when you get it just right, they're on the highlight reel and they're up for goal of the week, goal of the year. Yeah, he certainly had his eyes on a YouTube highlight there if it had found the upper corner for Tyler Gibson. By the way, Gibson looking for a highlight. He's just looking for a goal. He hasn't scored one in quite a while. His last goal came back in 2019 when he was a member of the Indy 11. He's trying to end that drought. Louisville City wins possession once again in the attack. Wilson Harris in the middle. Threads it through to Brian Ombi just outside of the box. Into the middle to Jorge Gonzalez. A challenge from Archer to sweep it away and then a second challenge from Asensio to send it behind for yet another Louisville City corner. This time from the far side, their right. By my count, that is already the fifth corner for Louisville City. We've played 16 minutes of this scoreless game. Well, New City is just doing a really good job of getting into the attack. That was great link-up play between Wilson Harris, Brian Ombi, and Jorge Gonzalez. And I love how Brian Ombi is trying to be unselfish. But there, I think he needs to be a little bit selfish and maybe dribble a little bit closer. Commit one of the defenders that is right around Jorge Gonzalez and have a go maybe himself. This Wi-Fi corner will be an outswinger. Here it comes off the right foot of McCabe. It's hit high into the air to the back post. Headed back into the mixer by... Uh, Manny Perez, it's out of the box now with uh, Brian Ombi. Ombi on the ground to the far side to McCabe. McCabe dribbling in against his defender. A left-footed ball back into the box. Perez high up for the header. Heads it across the face of goal. No one there in purple. And the goalkeeper off of his line to pick it up on the bounce. Again, a decent ball in from Niall McCabe. He goes for the back post, and they try to send the ball back across. I think it was very well defended from Charleston to be able to stay on their marks and not get distracted by the ball over top and the runs coming in. But Lucidi, again, just has to get better contact inside that final third so they can finally get a shot or generate a better look on goal from all of these crosses that they've been able to generate so far. Louisville City wins possession once again. Charleston really struggling to string together any passes, string together any possession, and generate any kind of scoring chance for themselves. They haven't had one in a number of minutes. A ball over the top from Amadou Dia for Wilson Harris to chase. The defender was Kilwine across in front of Harris to head it out of play. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side. They're left in their attacking half in the final third. The left back, Dia, is forward to take it. 
He's got the ball over his head about 15 yards from the corner flag. In toward the corner to McKay. Back to D on the near sideline. Further backward on the near sideline to Mushaglusa, who turns towards his own goal. Plays it back to midfield to West Sharpie. Under pressure from Williams. Sharpie does really well to shield Williams away from the ball. Plays it back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton, as they retain possession. Morton to the right center back, Tosh. In toward just on the edge of the center circle now. Tyler Gibson still in the Louisville half. A long ball from Gibson. Down the far side is Ombi giving chase. He's going to get to it on the end line just in front of Patterson. Ombi puts the ball in toward goal, and in fact it had gone out of play, so it's a goal kick now to Charleston. Wouldn't have mattered anyway because that ball in from Ombi was caught by the goalkeeper. Well, Loose City is playing a very different style almost than we're used to seeing. Normally we're seeing a lot more possession from Loose City, but it seems like they're trying to bypass the midfield a little bit and play a little more direct. They're looking for more long balls over the top to catch the Charleston defenders sleeping and utilizing the speed of Mushigalusa, of Wilson Harris, and Brian Omi to get in behind. A sliding challenge and a late one from Enoch Kwakwa drew the whistle of the referee Encarnacion, and Kwakwa is now receiving a lecture from the referee, no card. Just perhaps a warning after that late challenge against Jorge Gonzalez, who is okay. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. It comes 18 and a half minutes into the scoreless game. It's in the center circle on the Louisville attacking half. They play it short and on the ground. It's Mushigalusa on the near side. The ball in the air over the top for Harris to chase in the box. He can't get there. It's out of play. It's a Charleston goal kick. And it's the right idea, but the wrong type of service there from Mushigalusa. Harris makes a good run, and Mushigalusa gets a little bit too much of a driven ball in there. You have to put a little bit of backspin on that type of service because of where he is on the field. If he puts a little bit of backspin on it, it's going to allow the ball to slow down ever so much and allow Wilson Harris to be able to have a better chance in getting on the end of it. But I'm kind of liking this direct style of play. It's been able to generate a lot more opportunities for Lucina. They've been able to get in behind a lot easier than they have previously, but I don't want them to lose their roots and lose that possession that they are so good at because I think that that could be another factor to break down the back line, especially when Charleston gets set in their defensive shape. It does feel like, though, Casey, that Charleston's really hanging on for dear life right now. They really, They're very frantic. They have not been able to get the ball across midfield with any sort of passing rhythm. And Louisville City knocking on the door. The pressure is intolerable almost right now for Charleston. Lou City wins the ball once again from some pressure. Ownby with the takeaway. It's Tadia at midfield. In the attacking half, Mushigalusa on the near sideline. Dribbles around Harmon into the middle of the field on his right foot. Now cuts it back toward the near sideline. Spun Harmon around and then plays it toward Ownby where it is well defended there by Charleston. It's ultimately picked up in the midfield by Robbie Crawford, the 29-year-old Scotsman. But then Louisville City turns it over once again, wins it back once again. Charleston cannot get the ball to midfield. Gibson along the back line in the Louisville defensive half. To Tosh, back to Gibson. He's just outside of the center circle. Defended closely by Augustine Williams. Gibson turns in the middle, plays it to the far side to Manny Perez, who dribbles into the middle from the far sideline. He's into the center circle now. Now plays it across midfield to Amadou Dia. Here comes Louisville City. A ball down the near sideline for Musha Galusa. It was too near Harmon, though, and Harmon clears it out of play. But ultimately, the flag went up once again for the second time tonight against Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa. So it's offside against Louisville City. That chance would not have counted. It is a free kick to Charleston. And I really think Mushigalusa has to do better in these types of situations. He's able to see the entire back line of Charleston, and he can see where the referee is as well. So he has to do a better job of understanding where he is on the field. So that way he's not forcing these errors and these turnovers, giving Charleston free set pieces to kind of take a deep breath and get out of their half. It's without a doubt, 21 minutes into this game, one of the best crowds of the season. 
The Estopa will end just about, I would say, 75% full all the way up to the top. A few scattered spots of available space and most of the seats around the stadium and the standing room in the Estopa, I beg your pardon, the waterfront end is occupied by fans who have had a relatively entertaining one to watch so far. 21 and a half minutes in, no score to show for it. But Louisville City certainly the more likely to score. It's a throw to Charleston on the near sideline. D.Z. Harmon, who's playing as a right wing back, plays it forward toward Augustine Williams. It's sent away from Williams by Sharpie out of play for another Charleston throw. Just about in the same position, just at the midfield stripe on the near sideline. There right, Leland Archer, the 26-year-old Trinidad and Tobago International, will take it. It is in to Crawford. Crawford coming forward to the near sideline. Has it taken off of his feet out, out for another Charleston throw. This time further forward, about 20 yards into the attacking half, into the Louisville defensive half. The throw, though, is poorly taken by Piggott, who just popped it up into the air, and it's out of play back to Louisville. So a mistake there for Charleston to give it right back to Louisville City. And the way this game is going, Charleston can't afford to have unforced mistakes like that. The throw taken by Amadou Dia down the near sideline. Jorge Gonzalez is onto it. Gets around Kilwine. Here's Gonzalez in the box on his right foot. He's all alone. He goes for goal, and it's a terrific save by the goalkeeper for Rowe. And may that have been the wrong option for Gonzalez. He had three players with him in the box. None of them were marked. Well, I don't know if it was the wrong option from him. I like him taking that shot, but I think he could have taken another touch to have that go. He does such a good job to battle for the ball between Kilwine and himself. Kilwine takes a little missed touch there, and Gonzalez makes him pay. He does such a good job to take his touch inside and beat Kilwine, and then it's almost as if his eyes got too big, but he's at the top of the box. Take a touch more, force Faroe to have to come out, then just slot it right past him. Certainly the best chance of the game for either side. 23 minutes gone by. Louisville City still in the attack. Still mounting the pressure, still knocking on the door. It is Sean Tosh, the right center back, just on the Louisville half of midfield. To the far sideline, Manny Perez back to Tosh now. Tosh with lots of time and space to pick out what he wants to do here. He touches it just past midfield, forward to Tyler Gibson. Further forward to Niall McCabe. He gets around a defender. Up ahead is Jorge Gonzalez. He's drifting backward. Gonzalez, though, a threaded ball for Ownby, just outside of the box. Oh, here's Ownby's cross to the penalty spot. Cleared away by DZ Harmon. Hits high into the air. Still not out of the penalty area. Patterson with a header forward, but it's picked up by Manny Perez of Louisville City. Here's Ownby on the end line. Ownby's cross once again towards Mushigalusa over everyone's head. Harmon lets it roll. It's just outside of the penalty area on the near sideline. Kwakwa comes over, and Kwakwa wins a throw for Charleston by playing it off of Mushigalusa. But Louisville City with lots of the ball in and around the Charleston penalty area here. When you could sense the frustration from Wilson Harris, he's making these runs into the box, and they're playing great services, but Harris's run is not a run meant to get the ball. His run is to pull a defender away, and he's doing a very good job at that, but there's no other runners coming in to support him. It's just him making the runs in the box, and so many times there have been four or five Charleston players and only one Lou City player in the box. If you're going to send in a lot of crosses, you have to have bodies in there. It was a chance for Harris and another great save by Faroe. A headed ball from Ownby to Harris, who ran past the defender and was all alone. Just tried to lift it up over the goalkeeper, but the goalkeeper, Faroe, comes out with two paws to knock it away. Charleston trying to string something together to come forward. They are really, really, truly struggling. It feels like one goal might just be enough to open the floodgates tonight for Louisville City because Charleston can't get forward. In the middle is Crawford. Crawford forward to Kwakwa, who's across midfield, charging through the middle. Now the near side, DZ Harmon is unmarked. Here's Harmon in the box. Harmon on his right foot, and it's a goal for Charleston. Augustine Williams on the end of it. A driven ball on the ground from Harmon, who was completely unmarked. 
and Williams taps it in at the back post for his 12th goal of the season. What a shocker, completely against the run of play. You could not have seen that coming. Charleston in the lead, 25 and a half minutes in to this game. It's Charleston 1, Louisville nothing at Lynn Family Stadium. And if there is any more of a definition of a goal against the run of play, I mean, this is exactly it. If you were to look it up in the dictionary, that's exactly what happened. Charleston had not been able to link up barely any passes this entire first 25 minutes and this is probably the best spell of possession they pick the ball up in the middle of the field and the loose city back line just completely drops I feel like the Charleston player was almost like I have more time I think it was Kwakwa picked up the ball he had so much time on the ball he didn't even know what to do with it and he does a good job to release it out wide and the shot just took the deflection loose city checking out for a moment and it cost them a goal now they have to really claw themselves and claw, or claw their way back into this one because it's going to be an uphill battle. They've done such a good job generating chances, but now Charleston's going to sit in even more. The right man at the right time for Charleston. Augustine Williams is red hot right now. He's scored now in four straight games. He scored five goals in those four straight games for him, and he has given Louisville City... He's, he's given Louisville City a deficit is what he's done here at Lynn Family Stadium with really the first chance that Charleston has had. Louisville City now looking to tie the game. Wilson Harris coming forward on the near side just outside of the box. It's swept off of his feet by D.Z. Harmon who played a terrific ball in to get the assist. It is out though for a Louisville City corner kick on the near side. They're left again 27 minutes gone by in this game and Charleston in a shocking lead. And Lucity has to kind of put that goal behind them and continue to stay focused on their task at hand, and they have to just get sharper in that final third. They're doing everything right to get there. Now it just comes to that final piece of that final run, the final touch inside that box. Here's the Wi-Fi corner, an in-swinger off the right foot of McCabe. It's into the six-yard box, headed away. Picked up in the middle about 40 yards from goal. Tyler Gibson plays it to the right to Brian Ombi, dribbling back into the middle. He's in the center circle now as they work backwards under pressure. Amadou Dia now on the near side. Further forward on the near sideline is Enoch Mushagalusa dribbling in against DZ Harmon. Now he dribbles into the middle. Mushagalusa looking for options. He finds Gonzalez at the top of the D. Gonzalez drops it back to Tosh. Tosh unmarked. He's going to wind up and have a hit. It's blocked on its way through by Kilwine. Ownby forward to get the second ball. He heads it forward. McCabe on the end of it just outside of the box. Now into the box on his left foot. He goes down. Cries for a foul as Mushagalusa tries the shot. It's off the crossbar and out of play. A curler off the right foot of Mushagalusa. Just off the top of the woodwork, Louisville City inches away from tying this game at one apiece. I really like this look from Mushigalusa. He picks the ball up in the corner, takes a touch over to his right foot, gets his head up and sees Faroz a little bit out of position. I think if Mushigalusa could have had that ball drop just ever so slightly a bit more, he had Faroz beat and that would be in the back of the net. But a good look from Mushigalusa, I think the first solid chance on goal that Lou City has had. The goal kick taken by Charleston, sent toward midfield, where it's quickly picked up by Manny Perez along the far side for Louisville City, still in the Charleston half. Ownby fouled and taken down, a fifth-third free kick for Louisville, which is taken quickly by Ownby as they work on the ground. In the middle, dropping back is Wilson Harris. Backward to Tyler Gibson, the midfielder. Now the left center back, Wes Sharpie, at midfield as he dribbles forward into the attacking half. Across the center circle to the right center back, Tosh, still in the Charleston half by about 8-10 yards. To the far sideline now is Ownby. Ownby under some pressure now as Charleston starts to come forward. 
Backward to Tosh. Tosh across midfield into the defensive half, all the way back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton, who's about eight yards out of his penalty area. Up forward through the middle is McCabe. He plays it wide right to Tosh. They're coming forward now, Lou City. A ball in the air off the right foot of Tosh. Wilson Harris giving chase. Harris trying to get there, but Kilwine gets there first for Charleston, and Kilwine clears it past the far sideline. A good clearance there, but it will give a throw to Louisville City just maybe a yard near the corner flag, a yard from the corner flag on the far sideline there right. And this direct style of soccer that Lucity is looking to play is really putting a lot of pressure on Kilwine and Archer, the two center backs for Charleston, and it's forcing them to have to make these last-ditch effort clearances, which is leading to a lot of corner kicks. But even though you have a lot of corner kicks, it doesn't mean you're going to score a lot of goals from it, and Lucity just has to be sharper on their set pieces. It was, in fact, a Vi-Fi corner kick. It's in from McCabe. It's out, and it's scored by Ombi. Brian Ombi from outside of the box. It took a deflection on its way through, but Ombi has equalized for Louisville City. The Charleston lead lasted barely four and a half minutes. Ownby on the mark for the eighth time this season, and he has pulled Louisville City level. It's Louisville City 1, Charleston 1, with 30 minutes gone by in the first half. Well, just as Charleston got a favorable deflection, Lou City did the exact same thing. It was a nicely whipped in ball from Niall McCabe. And Charleston does a good job to get to it first, but they head it right to Brian Ownby, who chests the ball and stays over this volley. It's a great strike. And I think even if it doesn't take the deflection, it's got a really good shot of finding the back of the net because he hit it with such pace and he placed it so nicely. The deflection just completely threw Faroe off, but I do think it'll be credited to Brian Ombi because the shot was on frame. If it was wide, it would have been an own goal, but that is going to be Brian Ombi's goal. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Brian Ombi, we hyped him up as a potential MVP candidate in the pregame he has been louisville city's mvp to be sure this season and he only adds to that resume here with that goal as casey said a terrifically hitten or terrifically hit half volley off the chest for brian Ombi from outside of the box it took a deflection on its way through but was on target to begin with it will be Ombi's goal here though a foul called against louisville city as dominic oduro the midfielder for charleston goes down i believe the foul called against Niall McCabe for Louisville City, who is having a conversation with the referee, Joshua Encarnacion. It'll be a free kick to Charleston, maybe eight yards into the Louisville half, a little bit toward the left side, the far side from Charleston's perspective. And not really a ball that you're looking to whip in. You're looking for them to try to keep possession here and try to see if they can build a little bit. Charleston, like we talked about, has not seen much of the ball in the first half, but the few times that they've had, they've been able to kind of get in behind Lou City. They do take it on the ground, but then the ball forward from Leland Archer. It's a battle forward at the top of the box, and it is settled down there by Crawford, who plays it back to Archer. Archer at the midfield stripe, the near side. He's the right center back. He plays it forward toward Enoch Kwakwa of Charleston. Kwakwa defended well by Amadou Dia, who plays it off of him, out for a Louisville throw. Dia will take the throw on the near side, Louisville's left. In the Louisville half, just outside of the technical area of head coach Danny Cruz for Louisville City. Dio with the ball over his head, looking to throw it down the near sideline. Here it comes. It's headed up into the air by Wilson Harris, and he will come away with the ball, but Kilwine across to take it away from him. 
The loose ball, though, picked up in the middle in the Louisville half by Gibson. He plays it wide right to Manny Perez. Perez under pressure from Asensio. Plays it into the middle to Sean Tosh. Tosh about 10 yards in front of his penalty area. Over to the left side, the left center back, Sharpie. Sharpie a 1-2 with Morton. It's back to Sharpie. Now to the near sideline, Amadou Dia still in the Louisville half. Dia, ball on the ground, down the near sideline. Harmon tried to play it out. He couldn't get there. It's Mushagalusa all alone, dribbling in toward the penalty area. Enoch Mushagalusa on his left foot. Cuts it back to his right. Spins against the defender. Mushagalusa still with the ball. Plays it now out of the box to Amadou Dia. A left-footed cross comes in. Knocked away by Crawford. Kwakwa plays it through to the middle. Asensio coming forward for Charleston. The threat is over for Louisville City. A little bit of a missed opportunity there by Louisville City. Enoch Mushigalusa does a good job picking the ball up and attacking on the dribble, but he holds on to the ball for a little bit too long. I think if he's able to whip that ball in across that top of that six-yard box, he's got two or three Louisville City players that were making the run, but he had to cut the ball back and a little bit of a missed chance there. 33 and a half minutes gone by in this 1-1 game. Louisville City trailed, but scored four and a half minutes after conceding Ownby with the equalizing goal. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Casey Whitfield and I'm Jeff Milby. Enoch Kwakwa coming forward for Charleston. Tried to play with the outside of his left foot into a line of defenders where it was knocked away. And now charging forward is Manny Perez. He's absolutely taken out by an elbow from A.J. Patterson. And Patterson will be shown a card. Our first yellow card of the game. A world of beer yellow card. It goes to A.J. Patterson of Charleston. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their attacking half on the far side, their right, just in from the sideline by a few yards. And no question that that's a yellow card right there. It's a very tactical foul from Patterson. He recognizes that if he does not take out Manny Perez, Manny Perez is in behind with nobody in the vicinity to be able to stop him. So it's a very smart tactical foul, which is why it's a yellow card. A.J. Patterson's fourth yellow card of the season for the 26-year-old playing in his fifth professional campaign. The fifth-third free kick taken by Louisville City on the ground. It's West Sharpie, the left center back in the center circle to the near, near sideline. Amadou Dia, the left back. Back to Sharpie in the Louisville half. Across the field to the right center back, Sean Tosh. He touches it forward across midfield now. Tosh forward to Niall McCabe, who's made a great run. He's unmarked. Niall McCabe on the far side. He puts in a cross to the box, and he well overhits it. It may have been deflected. No, it was not deflected. It is out for a goal kick to Charleston. McCabe just got that cross all wrong, got under it far too much. Well, as soon as it left his foot, he was raising his hand, apologizing to his teammates because he knew that he completely mishit that one. And he had three runners in Harris, Gonzalez, and Mushigalusa inside the box there. Like you said, just got under it way too much and lifted the ball towards that back post. Nine and a half minutes to go before halftime plus stoppage time. Louisville City certainly the dominant team. They've had more of the ball to the tune of 63% possession in this game but it's taken just one chance for Charleston to find the back of the net. They might have a chance here. Here comes Charleston with the man who played the ball in for the goal. DZ Harmon. He's on the right just outside of the box defended by Dia. Back to Crawford. Crawford back to Harmon on the near sideline defended by a couple of players in purple. Forward to Piggott. Piggott backward to Kwakwa. On the near side, the right. Back to Pickett at the top of the box, and Pickett is absolutely pickpocketed by Niall McCabe. McCabe into the middle to Brian Ombi, but Ombi gives it away. Charleston still in the attacking half, but then Charleston gives it away. Right back to Louisville City. It's Sean Tosh at the top of the D to Sharpie just outside of the box. On the near sideline, Amadou Dia with his head up, looking to play a long ball off of his left foot. He does, headed down by McCabe to Harris. 
just still in the Louisville City half by a few yards. It's Tyler Gibson coming forward. Harris drops it off to him. Gibson in the center circle, through the center circle, into the attacking half to McCabe. McCabe drifting to the far side, the right. To the far sideline now, Manny Perez. Perez to McCabe in the middle. He's dribbling forward. McCabe, a ball through for Harris to chase. But the goalkeeper, Faroe, off of his line, alert to it. He will pick it up. And the right idea there for now, McCabe. It was good ball movement from Lucy to build up to this attack. McCabe recognizes there's a gap, but Wilson Harris wasn't making the run, and so it was more of a reaction from Harris, which is why he wasn't able to get on the end of it. If Harris can pull back a little bit and start his run before McCabe plays that, he's going to be able to meet that ball at running more at a full speed and might have a better chance to get on the end of it. The punt from Faroe is toward Augustine Williams, the center forward for Charleston, and then a battle for possession after Williams knocked it down and a foul called. You heard the whistle against Charleston. So it's a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. They take it quickly on the ground. Mushagalus on the near sideline, outside of his right foot to Wilson Harris, toward Wilson Harris, but Faroe once again off of his line, this time to the near side of his penalty area to pick it up. And Faroe has been very locked in for Charleston. He's come up with some big saves, and he's been very active off of his line, intercepting a lot of these through balls from Lou City. If Lou City wants to continue to play this direct style, they need to pull the ball out ever so slightly to force Faroe to either have to decide, do I make the run towards the edge of my 18-yard box, or do I, or do I hold on my line? Kilwine, a long ball over the top. Williams holds it up. Now it's Pigott coming in for Charleston. He's into the box, well defended by Tosh, but Tosh does concede a corner by sending it out of play past the inline. So Charleston with their first corner kick of the night, I believe that is correct. Yes, it is. Their first corner kick of the evening. It will come from the far side, the Charleston right. We've got seven minutes plus stoppage time to go in this first half. It is Charleston 1, Louisville City 1 here at Lynn Family Stadium. It was good build-up by Charleston. They're able to find the release there to Pagot, but I think Charleston's going to try to slow this game down a little bit, try to get Louisville City off of their rhythm, get them out of their game, because that's going to play in favor to Charleston. They're going to try to take their time on their set pieces, as we can see here with this corner kick. Robbie Crawford to take it. It'll be an in-swinger. Four shirts to aim at in white shirts. Here comes the ball toward the top of the six-yard backs, headed high up into the air by Jorge Gonzalez for Louisville, and Kyle Morton comes off of his line to catch the ball, leaping high into the air, uncontested. He rolls it onto the ground to the near side. Dia coming forward. Dia toward midfield. Dia, a poor ball, trying to find Ombi. It's cut out by DZ Harmon. Harmon combines with Oduro. Back to Harmon. He tries to play it over the top for Pigott to chase. Pigott not on the same page. Morton out of his area to clean it up. He touches it forward to Tosh. Here comes Louisville City forward in the attack. At midfield, drifting toward the middle into the center circle now is Manny Perez. He chops it back to Sean Tosh. Tosh, the right center back to the far sideline at midfield is Tyler Gibson. Down the far sideline is Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa threw to Niall McCabe. Flag stays down. McCabe a ball across the face of goal, but Faroe once again alert to it. He dives out to make the catch. And McCabe kind of televising that pass a little bit, meaning that he had his eyes on Brian Oma the entire time, so Faroe knew that he was always looking for that cross. I'd like to see McCabe maybe see if he could take a touch. That's going to throw Faroe off ever so slightly, and then it's also going to open up the opportunity for McCabe to either slot it near post or then find Brian but a good solid attack from Lou City again. They're looking to get in behind from a more direct pass, and that's where they found the most of their success. Five minutes ago plus stoppage time. The punt from Faro was sent forward by Louisville City, and now it's all the way back to Faro, just outside of his six-yard box. He plays a long ball with his left foot past midfield, headed by Manny Perez down to Sean Tosh, who picks it up un occupied by any attacking player. He's got lots of time and space. He dribbles forward Tosh, still in the Louisville half, to the far sideline, Perez. Perez backward to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. Louisville City, we said the advantage in possession. They also have the advantage in shots, 7-3. to three. 
And three of those seven shots for Louisville City have been on target tonight. Still knocking it around the back with four and a half minutes to play plus stoppage time in this 1-1 game. All level between Louisville and Charleston. The top team in the East against the team second from bottom in the East in the Charleston Battery. It is Sharpie along the back line for Louisville. Still just outside of his box. A good ball through the middle to Gonzalez. He charges forward across midfield. The ball into the air to the near sideline toward Ombi who was unmarked but Ombi couldn't catch up to it. A good idea from Gonzalez but just couldn't connect with Ombi it's out for a Charleston throw. And again, this movement up top is what's allowing Lucidity to be able to find these balls over top. But I would like to see a little bit more combination play. If we're able to pull and find Wilson Harris there, it's going to stall that, that center back, and it's going to open up a pocket of space for Brian Ombi to make the run in behind. So I almost want to see a pass forward, pass back, then pass through, if that makes sense, if you're following what I'm saying. But that's going to really stun that back line, and it's going to allow Lucidity to get in behind cleanly. Musha Galusa now, Lucidi in the attack. A ball to him from Gibson. He's just outside of the box on the right side as he and Ombi have switched places. Musha Galusa, left-footed strike, blocked on its way through. Picked up by Enoch Kwakwa of Charleston, still in the Charleston half, to Augustine Williams on the near sideline. A poor ball to DZ Harmon. He just keeps it in play on the near sideline, defended closely by Ombi. Ombi sticks out a leg, tries to get a touch, and in fact it was his touch that sent it out of play. Much to his chagrin and the chagrin of the fans on the near sideline. It's out for a Charleston throw on the near sideline they're right still in the Charleston half I'm gonna say I have to agree with the fans on that one Harmon clearly hit the ball out of bounds I think the referee completely missed that call there but regardless this is gonna give Charleston a good opportunity to again slow the game down get set in their offensive structure push some numbers up the field to see if they can kind of generate a little bit more of an attack in these last few minutes of the half Leland Archer the right center back will take this throw there's been a bit of a delay he now does take the throw and puts it in play. It's forward down the near sideline. Harmon there trying to hold it up. He played it back to Kwakwa and a foul against Kwakwa of Charleston as Gibson hit the deck. So it's a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. Two and a half minutes to play plus stoppage. They take it on the ground, that fifth third free kick. It's Sharpie in the center circle across to Tosh. Tosh drives forward. Touches it forward to Mushagalusa. Now Manny Perez on the far sideline. Back to Mushagalusa. He drives forward in the middle. In the middle is Ombi now on his right foot to Gonzalez, who's unmarked. Gonzalez winds up his right foot. His shot is deflected. Mushagalusa picks it up, but the flag is up as Mushagalusa sweeps it into the net with the outside of his right foot. The fans don't realize it yet. Now they do because it's offside for the third time tonight against Mushagalusa, and this time it wipes off what would have been a go-ahead goal for Louisville City. It's a free kick to Charleston here. When I think what Niall McCabe is trying to argue with the ref is that it did take a deflection, but what matters is where Mushigalusa was when that shot happened. Even though it did take a deflection, if Mushigalusa was standing in an offside position after the or before the deflection when the shot was taken, it's going to be offsides. So Mushigalusa again just having to watch that a little bit unfortunate there for Lucidi. Minute and a half to play, plus stoppage time. Mushigalusa nearly, nearly, nearly twice has scored a goal. Once off the crossbar out of play that time, wiped away for an offside. Here they come again, though, the boys in purple. It's Harris at the top of the D on his right foot. Here's Ombi in the box. Back to Harris. Harris tries the shot, and it's right at the goalkeeper who makes a comfortable save. And I think the whole crowd was trying to will that one in for Wilson Harris. It was a good combination play between Brian Ombi and him. Ombi, again, super unselfish play from Brian Ombi. Plays it back to Harris. And Harris tries to use the inside of his right foot to bend it into the near post. But he couldn't get the proper pace on the ball that he needed to beat for Rowe. I think Harris should have maybe tried to strike it with his laces a little bit there. 
ball forward from Patterson, deflected by Crawford toward Williams, but it's picked up by Louisville City. Here they come once again on the near side left. Mushaglusa outside of the box. A ball in from his left foot, knocked away by Leland Archer, and that deflection goes out for another Louisville City corner kick. 30 seconds plus stoppage time to go in this first half. Louisville City knocking on the door to take the lead. It's 1-1 against Charleston. This Vi-Fi corner kick will come from the near side, the Louisville left. And Lou City really needs to get one before halftime to really solidify how they've been playing in the first half because they've done everything right to create the chances. They just haven't been able to do that final step of putting the ball in the back of the net. It'll be an in-swinger off the foot of McCabe. Here it comes. High into the air to the back post, and Faro, the goalkeeper, makes the catch. No one particularly making that run for Louisville City. Gonzalez was maybe the nearest to it, but Faro with another catch. He's done well in goal tonight for Charleston. Faro has really been on his game. He's been very aggressive off of his line. He's come out and made some really gutsy saves, made himself big and intimidating when the forwards are coming in on the 1v1s. I think he so far is the MVP for the Charleston battery in this first half. We have now moved in to stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. I'm not entirely sure how much stoppage time we have. It was announced. I just didn't catch it. I believe our friend Lance McGarvey, as Casey Whitfield confirms, said one minute. So one minute of stoppage time to come in this game. It is even one apiece between Louisville and Charleston. It has been highly entertaining to this point. A clipped ball forward from Louisville City for Wilson Harris to chase. Preston Kilwine across the left center back. He gets to it first, plays it into the seats, out of play for a throw to Louisville on the far side. They're right in the attacking half. And before they can take the throw, the referee blows his whistle to end the half. Well, it was back and forth. It was fun and entertaining. A shocking goal for Charleston to go in front, scored by Augustine Williams. Own beat. The equalizer about four and a half minutes later on a really well-taken half volley. A quick thought before we go to break, Casey. I think it was a great half for Loose City with regards to their build-up play and kind of going for more of a direct style, which fits how they're going to break down Charleston better than their possession-style soccer. But I think Loose City is going to go into the locker room a little bit disappointed, one, giving up that goal, and two, not being able to capitalize on all the chances they created. So it's Williams on the mark for Charleston, his 12th goal of the season. Ownby on the mark for Louisville City. Goal number eight for Louisville City's number 10. That is what takes us to the halftime break. We will step aside for a timeout, but stick with us. Plenty to come, plenty of analysis. We'll take a look at the stats as well when we return. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Louis City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium, open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. At the half, we are all even at one goal apiece between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery. Once again, this is a matchup of the first-place team in the East heading into action tonight against the 13th out of 14 teams in the East in Charleston. The goals from Augustine Williams for Charleston completely against the run of play. That came in the 26th minute, and just four minutes later, Brian Ownby for his eighth goal of the season equalized on a terrifically taken volley from outside of the box. That came in the 30th minutes. Casey, let's start with the Charleston goal. Louisville City was utterly dominant in terms of ball possession. Charleston had one early chance when the game hadn't quite settled yet. Williams had a header that was just a looping header, an easy save for Kyle Morton. But Louisville City, for the opening 25 minutes of the game, had the ball in the Charleston half almost exclusively. And then all of a sudden, pretty much two passes for Charleston. DZ Harmon, completely unmarked, able to bring the ball forward along the right side, just outside of the box. Whips in a hard, low-hit ball on the ground toward the back post, and Augustine Williams is there to finish it off. That's the one man who is going to score for Charleston. He scored 12 of their 27 goals now this season. He's the danger man on the field. He had the finish. What did you make of that goal? Yeah, looking at the goal, first of all, I mean, he's probably the one player on the field you can't leave wide open. But looking at the build-up to that, Kwakwa picks the ball up in the middle of the field, and he almost looks surprised because there wasn't a loose City player around him. And so many times in that first half, the minute that a Charleston player had the ball, there was two, three loose City players swarming them to turn the ball over. But Kwakwa picks it up in the middle of the pitch. He's able to turn and dribble, and still no loose City player around him. And then he's able to get his head up and release out to Harmon, who was able to make the run on the right side completely unmarked. Nobody tracked him. I think Mushaloos is on that side. He does not track him back. So Harmon's able to pick up the ball then. He has the time to get his head up and pick out that cross and it does take a favorable deflection but it falls right to the person you do not want getting the ball in and around that box and that's Williams. And Williams does a very good job to put the ball in the back of the net. It wasn't an easy finish but he's a very clinical finisher and that's exactly what he did and Again, just a few moments there where Lucity checked out in the middle of the pitch and then on the wing, and that just can't happen. We talked about it. I talked about it in my keys to the game. You cannot lose your focus with that. You have to eliminate those unforced errors, and that's what led to that goal. So for the second time this season between these two teams, Charleston takes a surprising early lead. They took the lead first in the team's matchup back on April 23rd that finished 1-1. But the response from Louisville City was good. They continued to push the tempo, continued to apply the pressure, continued to generate chances, and finally Brian Ombi on a corner kick that was knocked out to him. He chests it down, smashes it on the half volley, took a fortunate deflection, may have found the back of the net had it not been deflected anyway, but the deflection certainly helped it because it... Uh, 
wrong-footed the goalkeeper, and it finds its way into the back of the net. Ombi's eighth goal of the season. He ties it up for Louisville City. What would you make of that? Well, just as Williams had a really tough finish, Brian Ombi's probably had him beat, though. He does such a good job to win that second ball. Niall McCabe, again, whipping in a great cross. It was a good clearing header, but it wasn't enough of a clearing header for Charleston to advert any danger, and it falls right to Brian Ombi, who's sitting at the top of the D. And Brian Ombi has the patience to be able to take that off of his chest, and then he keeps his head over the ball, and he gets his chest over the ball, which is so hard to do because so many times players want to watch the ball go in the back of the net. But Brian Ombi stays disciplined, and he strikes it beautifully. He hits it perfectly with his laces and strikes through the ball, and he put just enough height on it to where I think even if it didn't take a deflection, I don't think Faroe would have been able to get to it, but it takes a favorable deflection, and Faroe's going one way and the ball goes in the other way. So it was a really good good finish and I think well deserved from Brian Ombi but I think there's too many chances in that second half that Lou City just kind of blew. Louisville City continued to apply pressure after that. Uh, one of the chances you could argue that they blew, Mushigalusa with a curling effort that glanced off the top of the crossbar. That probably the best chance that Louisville City had to uh, take a lead. Uh, Mushigalusa put one in the back of the net from an offside position so that was wiped away. Uh, that was off of a deflection of a Brian Ombi shot, so the chances continue to come for Louisville City. It seems as though it'll be a matter of when, not if, that they will take a lead in this game, barring some kind of unforeseen change for Charleston out of the halftime break. The first half stats support that no, uh, narrative and, and that notion that Louisville City is knocking on the door for a leading goal. They had 64% of the ball in the first half. They generated 10 shots out of that possession. Four of those were on target. And they also generated eight corner kicks in that first half, did Louisville City. Charleston with just three shots on target, or three shots in total, the one shot, the goal on target. They only had one corner kick. Casey, so is it a matter, what do you think Danny Cruz's opinion is of this game? Is he in the locker room right now saying, just keep going, guys, this, this is what we want, the tempo is right, I like the chances we're generating, or is he picking nits? Is he in there saying this could have been better, that can, could have been better? What do you think the message is from, from Danny Cruz to the team in this locker room halftime talk? It's really tough to say because I feel like they're professionals. The, the people, the guys on the pitch understand what they've done wrong. They understand they shouldn't have let Charleston score. That goal should have never happened, and so they're probably eating themselves alive with that in their minds and so I think if you're Danny Cruz the best way to approach this is to go for a more positive standpoint and to point out what they've been able to do and then kind of show them what they need to do to then take that to the next level so be like look we're creating all of these chances the next step would be we got to get a few more players into the box to capitalize on these crosses or look we're getting the ball up you're getting in behind on the keeper maybe just get your head up and slot it around him instead of trying to go for power so looking at all the positive they've been able to do and all the chances they've been able to create and then kind of helping them maybe look at it another way or see the little changes little tweaks they need to make offensively in order to put more in the back of the net but I think if you go in there and you slam them and you nitpick them, you're only going to crush the spirit that Lou City has had in this game so far. They've had a very positive mindset. They've been looking good. They've been continuously pushing and driving to score. And so I think you have to go with more of a positive approach and continue to lift them up and push them through. At the half, once again, the score, which is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC, is Louisville City 1 Charleston Battery won. That score is exactly how it finished here at Lynn Family Stadium last night with Racing Louisville. We'll talk about that game, look back at it. It was a 1-1 tie between Racing and the Washington Spirit last night. We will talk about it when we return following this commercial break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. 
As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. A Germantown gem for pegs is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Welcome back. The halftime score once again presented by Serve Pro Floyd County. The official restoration partner of Louisville City FC is Louisville City 1, Charleston 1. And that score line is the same score line we had last night here at Lynn Family Stadium. Racing Louisville with another tie. It is their fifth tie in their last seven games. The winless run does continue. It is now ten games that they have not had a win. That dates back to May 22nd. Look, this is a difficult season to be sure for racing Louisville. In all likelihood, they are out of the playoffs at this point. Head coach Kim Bjorkigren last night in his postgame comments saying that he felt like they needed to win six of their final seven games to have an argument. The numbers back that up as well in terms of how uh, the, the mark that teams generally have to meet of about 30 points or so to make the playoffs. So it is a difficult, difficult task for them to make the playoffs at this point. But in the bigger scheme of things, they played well. They had their chances. They were not run off the field by any stretch. It's a sign of an improving team, a young team, to get that kind of result last night. Well, and I think it's just you have to wonder when is the ball going to bounce in their favor because they're doing everything right. They're not getting blown out of games, which is different from last season where there were clearly games where like, wow, yeah, we definitely got beat. I don't think that's happened for them, and I think they've done a really good job of fighting and staying in it. They're doing a good job of creating the chances. They just haven't been able to capitalize on them, and then they make one or two mistakes defensively, and that's what's leading to the goals. I think Katie Lund has been really good for them, and I think the biggest standout and the biggest just shocker for me is how Nadia's come back from this injury. 
injuries like that can go so many different ways, and they're very tough to come back from. But Nadia has come back and hasn't missed a beat. If anything, she looks better than she did last season. So very excited for that. But you got to think that eventually the ball is going to bounce their way. They're going to get that little bit of luck that they need to get that win, to kind of boost their confidence. But they're doing everything right to go in that direction. Racing Louisville, a 1-1 tie last night. They're next in action on August 12th at Houston, a kickoff at 8.30 for that game. Let's step aside for our final break of halftime. The two teams are back on the field, so the second half will be shortly resuming. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Highlander, like the electrified Highlander Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you can save $3,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. Well, just in the opening moments of this second half, they've played 30 seconds down at the, on the field at Lynn Family Stadium. Lou City with a penalty shout. Brian Ombi combined with Wilson Harris. Ombi had two defenders around him. He went down. Surely looked like a foul, but the referee, Joshua Encarnacion, did not give the foul, and Louisville City was not awarded a penalty. That a quick strike, a quick action for Louisville City to get the scoring chance. Again, the second half just beginning. The score, 1-1 between Louisville and the Charleston Battery. They've now played a minute and 13 seconds, counting forward here in the second half. Louisville City in possession with Kyle Morton. They've not taken their foot off the accelerator one bit in this game, and certainly you'd think, based on the way things are going, will not let that no-call deter them. Here comes DZ Harmon for Charleston, the right wing back. He whips across in toward the Louisville penalty area. It's deflected, and then a foul given against Ownby. As Romario Piggott goes down, perhaps a little softly for the taste of the fans here at Louisville City. So it'll be a free kick here to Charleston in a dangerous position, maybe 35 yards from goal in the middle of the field. 
Before we get to that, though, Casey, give me your thoughts quickly on that penalty call that we missed during the break. It was really tough to see. I think Brian Nomi did a really good job of keeping possession of the ball, but I'm not sure if there was contact enough for it to be a penalty. There was some slight contact, but I don't think it was enough for it to be a penalty. I could see it go either way, but all in all, frustrating from Brian Nomi to be able to dance on the ball like that. So the free kick coming up for Charleston after the foul by Ownby on the other end of the field. Two and a half minutes gone by in the second half. Three players for Charleston standing over to three-man wall for Louisville City. It's about 40 yards from goal. It is going to be Crawford to send it in. Crawford a ball toward the near side, headed away by Musha Galusa. The ball drifting toward the near sideline. A challenge coming in from Tyler Gibson against Enoch Kwakwa of Charleston. And it's out for a Charleston throw. No foul called as there might could have been there on Tyler Gibson. So a throw to Charleston on the near side there left. I think Tyler Gibson was a little bit lucky to get away with a no call there. Lou City getting a little bit frustrated with the referee's decisions here. They cannot let that get into their mind. They have to stay focused on the game and control what they can control. And the ref's decisions are not something that they are in control of. Cross in from A.J. Patterson. It's now out to Piggott on the near side just outside of the box. Piggott gets around Sean Tosh. Piggott on his right foot. Gibson slides over to knock it off of his feet. And then Tosh recovering. Clears it upfield. His clearance is headed down by Wilson Harris. Great hold-up play from the center forward for Louisville City. He gets it to Ownby. Ombi in the attacking half, swings it to the other side of the field to Mushigalusa at the top of the box on his right foot, goes for goal, it's deflected by Crawford, and it's out for a corner kick as Mushigalusa slams the turf with his right hand out of frustration. And I think he is frustrated. He took a little bit too long on that touch. Brian Nomi does a good job to take his touch inside and find the feet of Mushigalusa. Mushigalusa takes that first touch, gets his head up, and then the time between his next touch allows the back line of Charleston to be able to recover back and defend that one nicely. Mushigalusa has got to be quicker on the release and with his decision making. It's a Wi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City from the far side, their left. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Niall McCabe. Here it comes, high into the air, toward the back post. Manny Perez is there, heads it back high into the air to the other far post. Punched away by the goalkeeper, Ferro, and then finally cleared away by DZ Harmon of Charleston. Picked up in the middle of the field by Amadou Dia to the far side to McCabe. He's sizing up across, keeps it on the ground, though. Drops it back to Jorge Gonzalez, who dribbles into the middle. Gonzalez, 10 yards from outside of the box. He goes down, a foul against Harmon, and a fifth-third free kick coming up here for Louisville City in a very dangerous position. Maybe 10 yards outside of the box in the middle of the field, toward the left, certainly within shooting range for someone in a purple shirt. And I think we all know who that someone is, and that's going to be Niall McCabe. Niall McCabe has had some great success from this, both personally and sending the ball in for his teammates. It's a great opportunity for him to be able to either have a go on it. It's about a good distance, and he'll be able to bend it into that far post, or he could always look for his go-to Sean Tosh there on the back post. So really a tough decision. I don't know what Niall McCabe's going to do, nor does it really matter because you know it's going to be a good service. Five minutes gone by in the second half. 1-1 between Louisville and Charleston. McCabe and Amadou Diaz standing over this fifth-third free kick. We've seen McCabe score from a dead ball at L.A. Dia runs past it. It's going to be McCabe's free kick. Here it comes. He tries the shot, and it's just wide of the post. It fizzes past the post as Ferro dove to his right. It's out for a goal kick. A really good look there from Niall McCabe. He bends that one near post. I do think that if you were to get it on frame, Faroe had that near post covered, but you got to try to test it there, and I like that look from McCabe. Louisville City trying to work out of the back, or Charleston rather, trying to work out of the back, and Louisville City pressing forward. They win a throw. The throw comes in from the far side, Dia into the box to Wilson Harris, tries to chest it down, but can't control it, and Faroe picks it up. Faroe rolls it along the back line to Patterson. 
one of the left backs, the left center back. Patterson, a ball on the ground forward to Enoch Kwakwa, but he is hustled off the ball by Sean Tosh. Great defending there for Tosh just to take it away. He plays it back to Sharpie. Sharpie back to Kyle Morton, the Louisville goalkeeper at the top of the D outside of his penalty area. Forward on the far side is Dia. Dia dribbles around Harmon, the defender. Gets into the attacking half, a ball through to Mushigalusa. Mushigalusa is in. He's got a runner, Harris in the middle. Mushigalusa cuts it to his right and scores! Mushigalusa puts Louisville City on top. He had one wiped off for an offside call in the first half. Had another glance off the crossbar. But there's no doubt about this one. Enoch Mushagalusa puts the boys in purple in front. A goal six and a half minutes into this second half. It's Louisville City 2, Charleston 1. And this is just all around a really, really good goal. Amadou Dia gets the ball in the middle of the field, picks it up and attacks on the dribble. And what I love is Musha Galusa timed his run so nice. He held back just a little bit, and Amadou Dia was able to place it perfectly in his path. And then Musha Galusa has a defender come to him, but he stays patient. He cuts the ball back, sending Kilwind sliding past him, and then simply slots it in right past Faroe into the back of the net. Very good clinical finish from Mushigalusa. That goal presented by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Matiti's seventh goal of the season. And Louisville City now has a lead to show for their dominant display tonight over Charleston. The battery trying to find an equalizer here. They're forward into the attacking half with Asensio on the near side. Backward at midfield is Patterson. Into the middle now is Dominic Oduro. Oduro spinning around with Wilson Harris applying pressure. He finds a pass down the near sideline for Asensio. Asensio's cross on its way through, deflected by Manny Perez and caught by Kyle Morton in the six-yard box. And a little bit of a threatening cross there from Asensio. He does a good job to get on the end of that one and send it in. And it takes a little bit of a shaky deflection, especially when you have Williams making that run in the middle. But Kyle Morton does a good job to track that ball all the way into his hands and completely avert the danger. Louisville City trying to work out of the back. West Sharpie on the far sideline under some pressure. Tries to play it long with the left foot. Ultimately works out as a clearance. It's out of play for a Charleston throw on the far sideline just at the midfield stripe. Eight minutes gone by in the second half. Louisville, City's with, Louisville City with goals from Ownby in the first half and now Mushigalusa in the second half to give them a 2-1 to lead over Charleston who struck first, remember, back in the 26th minute, Augustine Williams with his 12th of the season. Charleston in possession, Faroe, Hugo Faroe, the Frenchman, the goalkeeper with it in his penalty area under no pressure, standing with his foot on top of the ball, plays it to the near side to the left center back, A.J. Patterson, Patterson trying to play it long, and Ownby comes over in front to deflect it and keep it on this end of the field. They're keeping Charleston hemmed in here. It's out for a throw to the battery on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. And one thing that's surprising is Charleston still is not in any rush to kind of restart the game. It looks like they're still trying to slow the game down some to get Lucity off their rhythm and see if they can attack them when they're least expecting it. But Charleston's going to have to be careful of how much time they're eating off the clock on these restarts. A throw forward from Charleston and a foul called against Tyler Gibson of Louisville City. It results in a free kick for Charleston. Crawford takes that free kick up towards the top of the formation. Harmon up for the header, about 10 yards outside of the box, but he can't get there. Well defended by West Sharpie. It bounces to the feet of the goalkeeper, Morton. He rolls it forward to Sharpie, the left center back, dribbling just out of the box now. A ball through the middle forward to Jorge Gonzalez, who gets onto it. Well defended by Dominic Oduro, who slides in with the challenge, but it's out off of his feet for a Louisville throw. Gonzalez a bit shaken up, but he rises back to his feet now. The throw will come from Amadou Dia, the left back, just 
past the midfield stripe in the attacking half for Louisville on the far side there left. And a good no call there from the referee. It was a nice challenge by Odoro there on Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez was holding on to the ball a little bit too much. Gonzalez didn't really have many options, though, for him to be able to connect to. So Lucid, he has to make sure that they're constantly giving the triangle of options, meaning that every time a player gets the ball, they have two different passing options to go to. The throw from Louisville City was taken by Dia <laughs> into the box, or not into the box, into the middle of the field, I beg your pardon, where a foul was called against Charleston. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in the attacking half in the middle of the field toward the far side, their left. It will not come until we have three substitutions here for the visitors, the Charleston Battery. Romario Piggott will come out of the game. He will be replaced by Yavel Perez Jr. So that is substitution number one. The second one, it appears it will be Enoch Kwakwa coming out of the game. He will be replaced by Mauro Sichero. Sichero scored against Louisville City in the first matchup between these two teams back on April 23rd. And the third substitution, it's going to be Matthew Sheldon to come on. And it looks like he's going to replace DZ Harmon. Sheldon, a veteran 29-year-old fullback, typically plays along the left side, though he's going to line up on the right side right now. All three of those substitutions for the visitors, the Charleston Battery, are presented by MHS Global. And the Charleston Battery just trying to get a little bit more fresh legs and energy out there to see if they can kind of spark a little bit more of an attack on Loose City. And so I don't mind these three substitutions. Let's see if they are able to have an immediate impact. The fifth third free kick taken by Louisville City to restart play after those substitutions. 11 and a half minutes into the second half. It's 2-1 in favor of Louisville City. The free kick pushed backwards along the ground. And now it's given away. Tyler Gibson plays it forward and an interception by Matthew Sheldon who just checked into the game. Sheldon coming forward for Charleston. He's fouled by Louisville City. So now a free kick to Charleston in their attacking half, the Louisville defensive half. It'll come toward the far side, maybe 15 yards in from the far sideline. About 25, 30, 35 yards, I guess I should say, to be accurate here outside of the box. It'll be Robbie Crawford to take it. One, two, three, four, five players in yellow shirts to aim at. Here it comes from Crawford. A ball in the air toward the penalty spot. Sichero the target. He pops it high up into the air off of his head. Perez will try and keep it in play for Charleston, but he can't do it. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City. And it's a good service in the box. They just weren't able to get the right contact on it. Sichero was right there, but it was well defended from Louisville City to not allow him to have a clean look on goal. And so kind of a wasted opportunity, though, if you're Charleston. I think you have to do a better job of getting more on that and getting a little bit more on frame. Goal kick for Louisville City. Kyle Morton at the top of the six-yard box has the ball lined up. Connects to it with his right foot. Ball high in the air toward the near sideline past midfield. A battle for it. Three players there in purple. They knock it down. A header forward from Manny Perez. A flicked on header from Jorge Gonzalez towards Wilson Harris. He can't control it. Headed back his way by Tosh. Harris now battling with Kwakwa for it. And a great ball through for Mushigalusa, who is offside once again. Enoch Mushagalusa was in behind all alone, but there's a good reason for that because he was offside when the ball was played to him from Wilson Harris. A great idea from Harris there, Casey, but Mushagalusa caught offside once again a number of times. He's been caught offside tonight. Yeah, Harris does a good job to turn the ball over there and then quickly release to Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa got a little bit too excited there and took off too soon on that one. If he's able just to hold a second longer, he'll be on sides and be in one-on-one with Perot. 
So after that offside call, it is a free kick to Charleston. They played along their back line. It's Leland Archer, the right center back. He plays a long diagonal in the air to the near sideline. A.J. Patterson has come forward into the attacking half, drops it back to Kwakwa, who in fact did not come out of the game, to correct myself earlier. He is still in the game. So we'll exactly confirm who he or who was replaced for Charleston here momentarily. The ball played forward from Charleston, picked up on the ground by Kyle Morton inside of the Louisville City penalty area. The players taken off were Harmon, Oduro, and Pickett for Charleston, replaced by Sheldon, Sichero, and Perez. So Harmon, Oduro, and Pickett off. Perez, Sichero, and Sheldon on. Kyle Morton sends the ball long for Louisville City on the punt. It's past midfield. And a foul called against Charleston in their defensive half. So a fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City. About 20 yards into their attacking half in the middle of the field. It'll be Niall McCabe to take it. Yavel Perez intelligently standing over it to stall things and allow his team to set up for Charleston. Much to the annoyance, likely, of Niall McCabe. Well, also what that's doing, though, it's allow Lou City to take their time on the set piece to eat up some more time on the clock. So while I understand wanting to slow the ball down, you need to slow the ball down and then back off quickly so that way you force the referee to have to tell Lou City to play the ball quicker. Lou City played it along the back, and then Wes Sharpie came forward from his center back position to play a drifting ball over the top down the near sideline. Perez gave chase, couldn't catch up to it. It's out for a Charleston goal kick. Charleston takes that goal kick now. They play it on the ground. We have 30 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Nearly a turnover. Kwakwa back to the goalkeeper. Harris charges forward. Harris sticks out a leg, and it's a foul as the goalkeeper, Faroe, goes down. Wilson Harris trying to just take the ball off the feet of the goalkeeper, who was playing with the ball at his feet, literally on the goal line, in the goal mouth. So Harris, all he needed was a touch of the ball, and he could have had an easy, easy goal. Instead, he commits the foul. It's a free kick to Charleston. I love the eagerness, though, of Wilson Harris to go and pressure Faroe there. Not sure why Faroe is trying to get extremely fancy on that goal line. If I were him, I would just try to clear the ball out and give your team a chance to win that ball in the air. But a good pressure from Harris. I he is trying so hard to find the back of the net to really get back into his scoring run. Charleston trying to play out of the back, and that's really not playing into their favor because Louisville City turns them over here in the Louisville attacking half. Jorge Gonzalez had it. He's taken off the ball by Crawford from behind. Crawford, a great ball over the top to Yuvel Perez. Perez, though, beaten to the ball by Manny Perez for Louisville City. As Manny Perez slides over, Yuvel Perez for Charleston grabbed him on the shoulder, threw him down. It's a foul against Yuvel Perez of Charleston and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City at the top of their defensive penalty area. Nearly, though, a nervy moment, a great ball through for Charleston, but Manny Perez for Louisville City, Casey, did really well to get in front. Great vision on the ball, though. I think it was Leland Archer who had the ball in the back line and looked to find Yavel Perez making a really good run in between the two center backs for Lou City. Manny Perez, however, did a very good job of tracking that run and waited for Yavel Perez to take a touch that was a little bit errant, and then he, sw- he swept in and was able to cleanly take it off Yavel Perez, forcing Yavel Perez to foul Manny Perez. Yavel Perez, a 23-year-old from Havana in Cuba, making his 21st appearance of the season for Charleston, involved on that play. Here, though, Asensio for Charleston in the attacking half for them. Played a ball across the top of the penalty area in the air. It's picked up on the end line by Louisville's Amadou Dia. He's under pressure, has to clear it upfield toward midfield. That's where Leland Archer comes down with it for Charleston. Wilson Harris had a touch of the ball, trying to take it away, but Archer settles. It's now with Yavel Perez in the attacking half in the middle of the field. He goes down, wanting a foul call, but none is called. He's up 
arms outstretched, and Louisville City's coming forward on the counter. Brian Ombi along the right side on a ball through from McCabe, and now a foul will be called, and this is dangerous for Charleston. This is going to be a red card. It is a red card. Enoch Kwakwa has been sent off for Charleston. It was a stupid decision from him. He committed a foul in the midfield. McCabe went down. The referee reached to his pocket to show a yellow card, and Kwakwa reacted immediately and bumped into the chest of the referee. And the referee immediately switched that yellow card to a red card, and now Charleston down a goal with 37 minutes, 27 minutes, I beg your pardon, left in the game. 27 minutes left in the game. They will be down a goal and now down a man because a world of beer red card has been shown to Enoch Kwakwa. Well, and really, if you're going to get technical, Faroe should be getting a yellow card as well because the keeper is not really allowed to leave their box in order to argue a foul. And so he should get a yellow card as well. But very stupid from Kwakwa here. I think the ref handled it nicely in allowing the play to go on to see if Lucidi got the advantage. And then he immediately called it back and was pulling. He had the yellow card in his hand. And Kwakwa, what he was doing, I don't know. But he goes and body checks the referee, it seems. I don't know if maybe the referee was moving and he was going at the same time and he couldn't stop himself. But regardless, you don't run into the referee. And so immediate, immediate red card. Very, very stupid from Kwakwa and really has put his team at a severe disadvantage. Enoch Kwakwa, 28 years old, out of Ghana. His 11th appearance of the season in his ninth professional season, a veteran with really a silly non-veteran move there. He let his emotions get the better of him, and he's sent off here with a World of Beer red card shown by our referee Joshua Encarnacion. It's a fifth-third free kick following that red card to Louisville City. They now are up a man and up a goal. They can really put this thing away with another goal to make it 3-1 against a 10-man Charleston. Along the back is Wes Sharpie for Louisville City in the Louisville defensive half. Into the middle now, Tyler Gibson dropping back. He plays it to the right center back, Sean Tosh, who's charging forward, dribbling forward Tosh across midfield into the attacking half. He goes on still to the top of the box. Brian Ombi cuts it over into the middle on his left foot. Forward to Jorge Gonzalez. Now to the far side, out just outside of the box, Mushagalusa gets it into the box. On the overlap, Amadou Dia. Good ball through to the penalty area just behind, though, Brian Ombi. And Preston Kilwine will clean it up for Charleston. He drops it back to Asensio, who tries to dribble forward on the near sideline. Asensio across midfield to Augustine Williams, who does well to hold it up. But Williams gives it away just as he gives it away, though. A foul called against Sean Tosh of Louisville City for a tug of the shirt of Augustine Williams. And so it'll be a free kick here to Charleston, and that lets them off the hook because Louisville would have pushed forward once again after that turnover. A really stupid foul from Sean Tosh there. There is no need to grab the jersey of Williams. You have him going backwards. You have support coming in, and he's not going anywhere. So just body him up, force him to continue to go backwards, and then your team would still be in possession of the ball right now. So not a smart play from Sean Tosh. After the free kick for Charleston, after the foul called against Tosh, Louisville quickly regains possession. They've got it along their back line in the defensive half. The left back, Dia, touches it forward, picks up his head, a long diagonal over the top to Wilson Harris. Harris is going to get there. Harris on the end of it. He's behind the defender at the top of the box. The defender now checks back. Harris drops it back to Ombi at the top of the D on his left foot. Ombi dribbling in, takes the shot with his left, and he got it all wrong. It's into the Estopinal end, way off target. 
And it's going to be a goal kick for Charleston there. But a great ball over the top. Harris did well to control it and generate the chance for Ownby. Yeah, Harris does a really good job to settle that one. He recognizes he has a defender, so he cuts it back and he finds Brian Ownby. And immediately after that shot, Brian Ownby put his hands to his face because he knew he completely missed that opportunity. He tries to strike it with his left after taking a touch, a prep touch across the top of the goal box and having a look at it. But he just got completely underneath it and just completely shanked that shot, one he's going to want back. Augustine Williams, who scored the goal in the 26th minute, holds it up for Charleston. Now it's taken away by Wilson Harris. He's all alone. Harris scores! Harris made this goal all alone, purely through hustle and effort. Wilson Harris on the score sheet for the first time since mid-June, June 18th. And what a way to do it. Wilson Harris simply taking the ball off the feet of Preston Kilwine and then had all the time in the world to pick out the corner, which he did so successfully. Harris scores. Louisville 3, Charleston 1. Surely now all three points are in the bag for the boys in purple. Up a man with 23 minutes to play. Well, you and I talked about how Wilson Harris really needed to get a goal, and he earned this one himself. He completely dispossesses Kilwine and what I love is how calm and composed he was on the ball he gets his head up and he sees Faroe take two steps back and then try to come forward so Faroe is in a complete frantic state and exactly where you want him if you're a forward and he patiently just waited got his head up and slotted into the back of the net it was a very professional goal from Wilson Harris that goal as all Louisville City goals are is presented by the Kentucky Lottery fueling imagination funding education can Kentucky Lottery. It is Wilson Harris's ninth goal of the league season this year. His first goal since a 3-1 win against Orange County here at Lynn Family Stadium back on June 18th. A great time now that he is back and healthy after battling a couple of injuries over the last month and a half. A great time for him to find a goal and get his confidence going for the boys in purple. The newcomer, Wilson Harris, who came over from the sporting Kansas City system. What a signing he has been, 22 years of age, out of Los Angeles, California. Well, I think I'm going to have to also give him the Toyota move of the match today because he does such a good job on this individual effort. And then it's the movement that he makes off of winning that ball, pulling it out to the side, forcing Faro to come off of his line. That's your Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. Louisville City wins possession once again. Again, it's been a dominant display in terms of the possession numbers for Louisville City. To this point in the game, it's nearly 60% of the ball has been with them. 69 minutes gone by. 3-1 to one in favor of Louisville City. The boys in purple looking for a fourth. On the far side in the attacking half is Mushagalusa. Dribbles around a defender. Into the middle of the field. On his right foot. Through to Harris in the box. Harris offside, though. The flag goes up. He was not going to catch up to the pass anyway as the goalkeeper Faroe off of his line, sliding to his right to make the play. But once again, a dangerous-looking ball through, this time from Musha Galusa to Wilson Harris. And Harris looking to get a second one already. It's really good movement from him. He just gets a little bit too excited and takes a step too soon. But I like that ball through by Musha Galusa, having the vision to see the pocket of space where Wilson Harris is making the run. This looks like it could become embarrassing for Charleston. Louisville City continuing to come forward with a two-goal lead. In the middle is Jorge Gonzalez trying to charge through three defenders. Finally has it taken off of his feet. Charleston cannot get out of their own end here. Crawford in the middle to the far side to Sheldon, the substitute. Now along the back line, Kilwine, the player who made the mistake, giving the ball to Harris. He plays it to Asensio on the near sideline. Asensio dribbles into the middle of the field. Still in the Charleston half. 
Louisville City still pressing forward, up a man trying to turn them over. To the far side now, Sheldon, just a few yards into the, the Charleston half. Backward to Leland Archer, the right center back. Into the middle to Robbie Crawford, the veteran Scotsman. Back to Leland Archer, the Trinidad and Tobago International. He plays it forward to Sheldon at midfield. Sheldon pushed over, perhaps lightly from behind, but he goes to the ground, and it's a foul against Amadou Dia of Louisville City and a free kick to Charleston. Well, I appreciate how Charleston is really trying to build out of the back. They're trying to use the possession to break down Lou City. In this situation, you could see where they could just try to lump the ball forward and send it to Williams and put Williams against the back line of Lou City, but they are really trying to build out of the back. They're trying to possess. They're trying to play a clean game of soccer, and I appreciate that. I, too, appreciate it, and it certainly made this an entertaining and enjoyable-to-watch game. However, it's hurt them, hasn't it? it? Surely it has. I mean, they, they can't get the ball out of their own half. And then the Wilson-Harris goal, they're trying to play it out of the back, and he presses forward to win the ball off the feet of a center back. I mean, playing out of the back is a great idea, and I suppose perhaps a team like Charleston struggling as they are near the bottom of the table in the, in the standings. Um, Maybe they're just trying to develop, but, I mean, it's, it's killed them tonight trying to play out of the back. But I will right you, they chance. did get their goal off building out of the back. And they so did. I think they have had some moments of shining moments from building in possession, but they, that's also been kind of their downfall. And so do you defer from what's something that's led you to success to just kind of lump it in and hope and just continue to have the ball down your throat? Or do you try to continue to develop your skill? Louisville looking for number four. Whipping the ball around in the attacking half. McCabe in the middle, wide left to Amadou Dia. Forward on the left side is Mushagalusa, defended by Sheldon. Just outside of the box. Back into the middle, McCabe to the far sideline. Left back, Dia. Turns backward toward his own goal across midfield to Sharpie. He touches it forward to uh, Niall McCabe. McCabe to the far sideline to Dia once again. Louisville City maintaining possession. 18 minutes to go plus stoppage time in a 3-1 game. All the way back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton now, who's drifting toward the near side of his penalty area. Plays it forward to Sean Tosh, the right center back. Louisville along the back here, trying to add a fourth goal. It's been a terrific night for soccer in Butchertown. Surely a crowd. It has not been announced just yet, but I would imagine up over 11,000, well over 11,000 this evening on a late summer evening after rain throughout the day. It's been hot and steamy, but altogether enjoyable for most of the fans here. Sean Tosh in possession. Forward across midfield, Manny Perez, a great touch from him to Ombi on the near sideline, charging forward in the attacking half. Just outside of the box, it's Manny Perez on his right foot. Back to Ombi. Ombi, a loose touch from him, and Leland Archer comes across to shield Ombi off the ball. Great combination, great building out of the back for Louisville City. Just a loose touch there at the end that let Brian Ombi down. And Brian Ombi continuously getting an attack. We talked about him before the game, about what a threat he is. And he's showing it again. And I do think that they have announced the... Um, attendance, it was like 11,900, something along those lines. And I, it was a very, very good crowd tonight that are getting a good show put on by Lou City. And Louisville City going to make three substitutions now. This is the first time they've gone to the bench, the first of their three windows to use their five subs. Three players are going to come on for Louisville City. Corbin Bone, who gets the captain's armband from Niall McCabe, who checks out. Carlos Mogel Jr., comes on for the first time in some time. His eighth appearance of the season. He will check in, as does Ray Serrano. It's Harris, McCabe, and a third player, Gibson it was, out for Louisville City. So Gibson, McCabe, and Harris off. Mogel, Bone, and Serrano on for the boys in purple. All three of those substitutions presented by MHS Global. With Harris coming off, Casey, let's give him a shout for his goal. Great to see him back on the score sheet tonight. His first goal this evening since June 18th. 
And I think it's exactly what Wilson Harris needed, getting that start, getting back into the lineup, back into playing after being injured for a bit there, to come out and get a goal, especially the type of goal that he got. It was a just pure hustle, hard work type goal. And that's who Wilson Harris is as a player. He's a player that's going to go out and give it his all. So very excited for him to get back on the score sheet, get his confidence back up, especially going into next week's game against Tampa Bay. Seemingly at any moment, Louisville City could strike for a fourth here. When they have the ball in the attacking half, there is so much space along the back line for Charleston, who's playing a back three here, that the last couple of moments they've had several little half chances Louisville City. They could get a fourth quickly and then maybe even get a fifth. Here comes Manny Perez down the near sideline. Ray Serrano, his first action. Serrano outside of the box on the right side. Across to the near post. Stabbed away by Kilwine. It's out for a corner kick to Louisville City on the near side. They're right. Well, especially when you're able to sub on a player like Ray Serrano out on the wing who comes in and it just always has a lot of energy. He does such a good job getting in around that back, that, that right side defender and he does a good job of sitting in those low crosses. Ray Serrano is going to be a spark off the bench and he's going to continue to want to get into the attack. It's a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City with 15 minutes to play. They lead it 3-1 over Charleston. It's going to be from the near side there, right. An outswinger off the foot of the teenager, Carlos Mokel Jr., 17 years old, out of the academy from Shelbyville. He stands over the corner kick, raises his left arm into the air. Here's his approach. He hits it into the air towards the penalty spot. Stabbed away, knocked away by Charleston. It's out to the top of the box with Corbin Bone. To the near side, Musha Galusa can't control it, but Mogel will keep it in. Good hustle from the youngster. Down the near sideline to Ray Serrano. Serrano on the inline, unmarked, with his head up, dribbling into the box. Puts in a ball, knocked behind by Asensio of Charleston. It's out for another corner kick to Louisville City on the near side there right once again. How about Carlos Mogel there? First of all, the corner kick he sends in is a beautifully placed corner. I think Sean Tosh has completely missed the ball there. Great corner kick. And then a ball that was completely missed by Musha Galus on his first touch. You think it's going out of bounds, and all of a sudden Mogel comes out of nowhere to save the ball and continue this attack for Lou City. Another Wi-Fi corner from Mogel to the near post towards West Sharpie was the target. And it's deflected behind once again by Charleston. Another, their third successive corner on the near side. The right for Louisville City. Mogel will have it once again. That time a less effective ball as the run was made by Sharpie to the near post. This time the Vi-Fi corner taken on the ground. It's to Mushagalusa at the top of the box. Tries to put a cross in. It's deflected. It's to Mogel on the near side, the right. Mogel back to Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa further backward into the middle of the field to Corbin Bone. Bone to the far side. Dia, he's in the middle of the field. He swings it along diagonal to the near side, headed in from the near sideline by Mogel. Picked up by Gonzalez. Jorge Gonzalez dribbling in. Drops it off to Bone on the near sideline is Mogel. Back to Bone on the right side. Now into the middle of the field, Gonzalez on his left foot, looking at a shot. Now plays it to the far left, Manny Perez. Able to control his touch. Drops it back to Amadou Dia. Into the middle is Corbin Bone, now wearing the captain's armband. Now Ray Serrano in the middle. Still in the attacking half. Louisville just knocking the ball around. Spreading apart this Charleston battery team. Looking to add a fourth goal to what is already going to be a celebratory night. It's Serrano on the near sideline. Through to Mogel. Mogel at the top of the box to Ombi. Cuts it onto his left. Shooting opportunity. And it's over the bar. Into the Estopinal end. Brian Ombi. Too much power on that effort. But great combination play from the attacking players for Louisville City, namely Serrano and Mogel, to find the opportunity for Ownby there, Casey. Well, and Lou City almost just able to have their way with Charleston right now. They've been able just to move the ball around seamlessly, and I'm loving Mogel. The energy that he is bringing into this match is just contagious, and it's lifting up the players around him. Charleston is just kind of trying to clog 
all the different passing channels sitting into their defensive shape and hoping that they're able to intercept a pass or that Loose City makes a mistake. But this attack from Loose City is just fun to watch and very scary if you're Charleston. Two players on for Charleston, one of them Aiden Apodaca, a 26-year-old forward from Rancho Cucamonga in California. And we will confirm the other substitution. In fact, I have it now. It was Alexander Dexter, a forward at 23 years of age from Brooklyn, New York. So it's two attacking players on for Charleston. We'll confirm who they came on for in just a moment. Each of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global. It is Carlos Moguel's first appearance since June 25th, and he looks eager to play. Here comes Louisville City. Jorge Gonzalez in towards Musha Galusa, and a sliding challenge from Matthew Sheldon in the box for Charleston to steer the ball away. It was a quick break for Louisville City. Gonzalez trying to thread it through for Musha Galusa. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near sideline. They're right deep in the attacking end in the final third. It was a perfectly weighted through ball, though, from Ray Serrano. He plays it right into the pass of Jorge Gonzalez, and Jorge Gonzalez trying to release Musha Galusa early. I think if he would have played the second pass, which was Brian Ombi, I think he would have had a little bit more success, but this attack from Lou City is just relentless. And a World of Beer yellow card has been shown after a foul drawn by Carlos Mogel Jr. So the World of Beer yellow card shown to a Charleston player, and it sets up a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in a terrific scoring range. It's in the middle of the field toward the right, just maybe a yard to the right of the D, probably four or five yards outside of the penalty area, very much in range for on target. And may this just be an opportunity for Carlos Mogel to try and put one in. Musha Galusa rubbing his head on uh, rubbing his hand on the top of the head of the teenager as if to give him some encouragement. And he has been the set piece taker taking the corner kicks over the last couple of minutes. What do you think here, Casey? I think it's going to be Mogel. He's had some really good services. He's brought in a good energy. I think why not give him a chance? He's obviously a set-piece specialist, and so why not let him have a go here? Here it comes. It is Mogel. He drives it low on the ground, and it's well wide in the end of the far post from his perspective. Uh, Not sure if that was his intent there to try and get it past the wall as opposed to over the wall. In any event, uh, and the referee has blown a foul here against Louisville City for one reason or another. I'm not entirely sure Casey can clear that up. It's going to be a free kick here to Charleston. I believe it was an offsides call on Jorge Gonzalez. I'm not sure where he was on the pitch, though, but I think he was standing behind the wall, which is what Charleston set as their line. And so when Mogel sent that ball across, uh, it was going into the direction of Jorge Gonzalez, and so that's why the referee called the offsides. Charleston now charging forward, trying to get a goal back. They're down 3-1 to one here to Louisville, and they're also down a man because Enoch Kwakwa was shown a world of beer red card in this second half. But the Charleston attack is thwarted by Louisville City. Ray Serrano trying to come forward for the boys in purple, but he can't do it. Robbie Crawford takes over for Charleston. It's back to Preston Kilwine, the player who gave up the goal to Wilson Harris, the third goal of the night, or the second goal of the night for Louisville City, I should say. Third goal, in fact, Musha Galusa scored the go-ahead goal, if I can get my goal straight. Nine minutes to go, plus stoppage time here at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville City surely on their way to yet another victory and yet another game without a loss. It would extend the unbeaten stretch to eight games. And with 81 and a half minutes on the clock, it's our opportunity to remind you about tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Poll. You can vote in it by heading to Lou City. I uh, beg your pardon, to twitter.com slash loose city for the next 10 minutes or so. 
Certainly on a night like tonight, Casey, a number of candidates. We'll get to that in just a moment because Lou City may have a chance here. Corbin Bone into the attacking half. And in the middle to Ombi, back to Bone. Now Jorge Gonzalez in the middle toward the left. Now just outside of the box on the left is Mushagaluso on his right foot. He tries the shot, and it's a save at the near post for for Rowe, the goalkeeper for Charleston. Well, and you've got some really great options for the man of the match selection. You have Brian Ombi, Enoch Mushagaluso, Niall McCabe, and Amadou Dia. Any one of those players I could put up a solid argument as to why they should be the man of the match. But I think the player that stands out to me is the one we talked about in the pregame was Brian Ombi. He has just been all over the place. He's a, He went from playing on a wing to now being in the center of the field. He just creates so much and does so much off the ball to help his team that I think that's what makes him the man of the match tonight. Yavel Perez, by the way, was shown the yellow card about three minutes ago for Charleston, that World of Beer yellow card. And the players that were substituted for a couple of moments ago, Asensio was off and Patterson was off for Charleston. And speaking of substitutions, we have a pair of them forthcoming for Louisville City, their last two of the night. It'll be Napo Matsoso and Paolo Del Piccolo to come on, and they will replace two of the goal scorers tonight. Surely a big hand on the way for them from this Lynn Family Stadium crowd, Brian Ownby and Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa. Both on the score sheet this evening, and they are getting their curtain call as they walk to the near sideline toward the bench. It's Matt Soso and Del Piccolo on. Mushagalusa and Ownby off for Louisville City. Those substitutions come with six and a half minutes plus stoppage time to go. And they are brought to you by MHS Global, above and beyond. Two players that had an absolutely fabulous night for Lou City and bringing on two players that can still raise the level and have an impact in this match. I think what's going to happen is Jorge Gonzalez is going to push up into the number nine position and Paulo Del Piccolo is going to sit below him. But you're going to see a lot of inter interchange between those two players because of the false nine that we talked about a lot with Brian Ombi. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two play off of each other. Trying to get something back here is Charleston in the middle was Augustine Williams. He tried to loop a ball over the top for Dexter, who's playing on the near sideline, one of the substitutes who checked in moments ago. But Dexter couldn't catch up with the ball. Kyle Morton picked it up. Now Louisville City coming forward on the near sideline. On the right is Manny Perez. He plays it down the near sideline for Serrano to chase. Serrano can't catch up to it. Killwine there first. Catches it back to Ferro, the goalkeeper. Ferro to the near sideline to Dexter under pressure from Del Piccolo, who comes in with a late challenge. But no foul called. It's given away. It's a chance for Gonzalez. A save from the goalkeeper, Ferro, who's off of his line. He slides in with a challenge. Serrano couldn't get the shot away. And now Mauro Sichero drops back for Charleston to pick it up and clear it away. Nearly a chance there on another mistake by Charleston. Nearly a chance for Louisville City, Casey. But for coming up big again yep. for his team what an effort he comes out and that forces Gonzalez to have to scoop it up if he doesn't come charging out on that Gonzalez has a simple tap in then when Gonzalez tries to shoot it he, and Ferro deflects it it falls to the feet of Ray Serrano and instead of Ferro retreating back giving Serrano a wide open goal to shoot on he continues to track the ball and slides and keeps Serrano from being able to have a shot and completely adverts that dangerous effort for his team, incredible goalkeeping from Faroe. A loose pass along the back for Charleston. Faroe did well once again to recover as Kilwine tried to play it back to him and nearly played it into an open net, but Faroe able to get there first. Faroe plays it forward. Augustine Williams, the center forward who scored the opening goal of the night back in the 26th minute, gave Charleston a shocking lead in the first half. He holds the ball up and is fouled from behind. Is a free kick to Charleston in their defensive half. They take it on the ground. Kill wine forward to Crawford. Crawford to the near sideline to Dexter. 
Back to Robbie Crawford. Crawford a ball with his right foot trying to spray it through to the far side to Matthew Sheldon. But Sheldon not making that run. Those two not on the same page. It drops to the feet of Kyle Morton. Four minutes and change to go plus stoppage time. Louisville City in the lead. Three goals to one. In the first half, Ownby scored to tie it at one apiece. That was our score at the break. And then in the second half, Musha Galusa and Wilson Harris have scored for the boys in purple to take the lead and extend the lead. A great sliding challenge there, I believe, from Sean Tosh to win the ball for Louisville City. And now here they come trying to jumpstart the counter. A ball over the top from Mogel to Serrano. Serrano's in on the near side at the top of the box. Serrano cuts it over to his left foot. He goes for goal, and it's a save once again from Ferro. The rebound, he's able to scramble and cover it just ahead of a charging Gonzalez, but a good effort there from Ray Serrano to cut it onto his left foot and have a hit. Yeah, Ray Serrano does a good job settling the ball. I like how he cuts it back, and he sends Kilwine going in the other direction. I just don't think he gets the right contact on the shot there. He doesn't get enough power on it from the distance where he's at to be able to really have an impact, but I think Gonzalez does a really good job of following that, and Ferro again, coming up big to save it. A shot came through from Gonzalez that was deflected behind. After Matsoso had been in, Matsoso a challenge there from, I believe, Leland Archer to take it off of his feet. It fell right to Gonzalez, who had the shot. And the deflection sends it behind for a corner kick. They have announced that Enoch Matiti Musha Galusa is tonight's Len Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. He had the goal to give the team the lead, what is ultimately right now the winning goal. He had a number of great opportunities as well. Put one off the crossbar in the first half and had another goal that was wiped off for an offside. The Wi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City with two and a half minutes to play. Comes from the near side, the right. It's off the foot of Mogel to the near post. Headed away by the first defender. That's Kilwine. Back to Mogel. Another ball in from him towards Gonzalez. It falls to Manny Perez and another save from Ferro. It's loose in the area. Shantosh is there. It's knocked out of the area. Bone drops it off to Matsoso. Matsoso shot is deflected and it nearly would have found the back of the net because the goalkeeper was wrong-footed but it's behind for another corner kick to Louisville City. This time, it'll come from the far side, but a couple of great opportunities there. Manny Perez forced a terrific save from Ferro, who has been sensational tonight. If it were not for him, Casey, this would be a 6-1 to game or something even more severe than that. Well, I was going to say, if, if you're a Charleston fan, there is no question in your mind about who the man of the match is for your team, and that is Hugo Ferro. I mean, Manny Perez struck that beautifully in Ferro's having to come from the opposite side across his goal face, doesn't get full vision on that shot, and comes up big with a really good reaction save. He has kept his team within reaching to be able to come back. Right, within it, it's it's kept the score reasonable yes, and reasonable. respectable at this point. Three to one. A shot from Mogel from the top of the box. Louisville City just having a field day trying to find a fourth goal here. The shot from Mogel was deflected behind. Another corner kick from the far side. The Louisville City left. They're going to probably try and keep it in the corner. They do. Mogel touches it to Serrano. Serrano plays it on the ground. Backward Amadou Dia. Dia's going to put it across though. Here it comes. Sean Tosh is wide open and Tosh scores! A first time hit for Sean Tosh on the volley and number four makes it four tonight for Louisville City. Louisville City 4, Charleston Battery 1, a fine finish from Sean Tosh, and this has become a rout. And that goal literally just gave me chills. It was such a nice finish. It's a beautiful ball whipped in from Amadou Dia, and you see Sean Tosh just completely wide open. You would expect him to go at it with his head because that's the way that he usually 
scores off that situation, but he opens up his right foot and uses the inside of his foot to direct that one on frame. It's not an easy shot whatsoever, and Sean Tosh just made that look so simple. Perfect finish. I mean, I still have chills watching the replay of this goal. It was an incredible finish. That goal presented by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education. The smoke goes off in the Estopinal end, filling up the Butchertown sky. Louisville City well in front now by a score of 4-1. to one. We have now moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of two minutes to this game. Coming into this season, Sean Tosh, the center back from Illinois, who's long been with Louisville City. This is his sixth year with the club and his eighth year as a professional. He had scored a total of five goals entering this season over the course of his entire career. This season now, he has six he has surpassed his career total in one season for Louisville City. This his third goal that was not a penalty. He scored three times from the penalty spot. And this one, Casey, as you said, takes the cake for all six of those goals. It was a superb finish. Certainly, he didn't look like a center back there. He could have easily fooled us into thinking he was a center forward. Charleston with a chance here. They come forward with Yuvel Perez. It's in the box to the far side and it was blocked on the shot. The shot came from Apodaca. Apodaca's effort was blocked on its way through. Charleston still pressing forward, trying to find some consolation. Mauro Sichero fouled in the middle of the field. West Sharpie disagrees with the call, throws a fist in the air in disagreement and for that he is shown a world of beer yellow card here, a stupid yellow card to receive there for West Sharpie but you can understand the frustration. It's a foul against him, it's a foul against Louisville City and it's a free kick here to Charleston in a relatively dangerous position as they try and find a second goal. I think a little bit of the frustration comes is when Charleston feels contact in the back, they're going down and it's really smart of them to do so because they need to use these set pieces to allow them to catch a breath and to kind of push out of the back, especially being a man down and being down three goals. They have to use that to their advantage so I can sense the frustration from West Sharpie since it wasn't a whole lot of contact but it was a foul. This might just be the last action of the game it's going to be a free kick to Charleston. Robbie Crawford stands over it in the middle of the field just outside of the box. He plays it in toward the penalty spot headed up into the air and out of play by Jorge Gonzalez doing the defensive work for Louisville City. It will be a corner kick for Charleston and the referee will allow the corner to come it appears as Crawford runs over to the far side the right for Charleston to take it. Again it's 4-1 to one in favor of Louisville City so this is purely academic at this point for the battery. Crawford raises his hand. Here comes the corner. An outswinger off of his foot. It's knocked down. Cleared away by Corbin Bone. His clearance, though, not far out of the box. In the middle is Yavel Perez trying to come forward for Charleston. It's taken off of his feet by Jorge Gonzalez. And Gonzalez was fouled in the act of bringing the ball forward. So it'll be a fifth third free kick here to Louisville City. But before they take it, the referee blows his whistle to end the game. Number one will stay number one tonight in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship. Louisville City, perhaps in a more nervous fashion than their fans might have hoped to see tonight, considering they trailed after 26 minutes. They win ultimately by a comfortable margin. Four goals for Louisville City to one for Charleston. Three of them for Louisville scored in the second half. They take all three points tonight, and they will head into that highly anticipated matchup next week against the Tampa Bay Rowdies in first place. Casey Whitfield. It was a really good second-half performance from Lou City. Unfortunate, though, for Charleston that 
Kwakwa had to make that stupid foul and bump the referee in an immediate straight red that really put his team in a deficit there. And Lou City just completely capitalized on it. They always looked like the better team. They created a lot of really good chances. And this has got to be a great confidence boost, having four different goal scorers find the back of the net tonight going into that Tampa Bay weekend. We will step aside. Lots to talk about after this eventful game. Very much happened. A lot of action in this one. An entertaining one for this crowd of 11,000-plus at Lynn Family Stadium tonight. We will talk about it when we return on the post-game wrap-up. Once again, the final score tonight, Louisville City victorious. Once again, for the seventh time in their last eight games, they take it by a final of 4-1 to one over the Charleston Battery. This is Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Now we are back. In fact, welcome to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap-up, which is, as you might guess, presented by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe. Kentucky, Louisville City, a winner tonight in resounding fashion over the Charleston Battery by a Gorski Law Office full-time score of 4-1. to one. The Gorski Law Office is the official partner of Louisville City FC. Casey Whitfield alongside, I'm Jeff Milby. Casey, it started out a little bit nervy. Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, Charleston went up 26 minutes in, completely against the run of play, completely against the way the game had gone to that point. Louisville City with a quick response four minutes later to tie the game. But then in the second half, the game really turned on a red card to Enoch Kwakwa 
of Charleston. That came in the 63rd minute. Louisville City was in the lead 2-1 at that point because Enoch Mushagalusa scored seven minutes into the second half to give them the lead. But it was very much a game still in the balance. Charleston had chances. Charleston was putting up a semblance of a fight. To be sure, Louisville City was dominant and was the team in control of the game. But the red card to Kwakwa for something so silly, he bumped the chest of the referee after a foul call against him. An immediate red card, an immediate world of beer red card from our referee tonight, Joshua Encarnacion. Kwakwa is sent off, and from then on, Louisville City could well have scored five goals after that. They end up scoring two, in fact. One of them four minutes after that red card. Wilson Harris on the score sheet for the first time since June 18th. And then the capper, the cherry on top, the icing on the cake, Sean Tosh in the 89th minute with surely the best finish of his career as a professional soccer player. He puts it in on the volley after a great ball in from Ray Serrano to cap it to make it 4-1. to one. What do you make of this game? What sticks out to you? What is your impression? What is the takeaway you have from this 4-1 to one victory for Louisville City? I think this is a really exciting win for Lou City. I mean, they the goal that Charleston had was is one of the most textbook against the run of play goals I think I've ever seen. I'm still I remember watching the play develop and just kind of being surprised at what was happening because I was shocked that Charleston was able to link up so many passes and they were able to connect and build up the field because that hadn't happened at all. They really couldn't get the ball past midfield. They couldn't at all and then the minute that they do it's almost as if Blue City didn't know what to do since they made it past midfield and so they left a lot of Charleston players open but then from that point, the game never felt like it was going to go back to Charleston. It was going to go Charleston's way. Lou City immediately flipped that switch and was like, that's not happening again. And you saw their attack continue to grow. And immediately Brian Omi putting the ball in the back of the net off of a nice volley. Took a favorable deflection, but I think it was going to go on frame regardless. And then to come out in the second half with... Mushigalusa's goal, who had a goal called back in the first half for being offside, to come in and the composure that he had on that finish, even though there was that red card, I don't think that that really defined the game. I think Lou City always had the energy. They always were going to score again just because of the way they were pressing and the way that they were continuing to build their attack. But that goal definitely, or that red card definitely played in favor of how the result ended up. I think it's a solid performance from. Wilson Harris, great to see him back on the score sheet, getting his confidence back, finding the back of the net. I think it was a beautiful goal from Sean Tosh. I do think Tosh, though, had some very stupid fouls there at the end of the game that kind of are things that he needs to consider, especially as they're going to be in tighter games. Those are fouls you can't give up. A wonderful substitution performance from Carlos Moguel and Ray Serrano coming in and kind of sparking off the bench. And I think Jorge Gonzalez had a really good night. I don't think his finishing touch was there, but he did a lot off of the ball to kind of help create for his team. So, I mean, I think there's so many positives that can come from this match, and I think that that's exactly the type of match that they needed going into next weekend, knowing what that is going to entail. And Gonzalez, you touched on him. He had a number of good chances to score. I mean, he, he was involved in the play and the buildup as well, but he could have had a couple. He could have had a couple. A easily. number of guys could have had a couple tonight. Hugo Ferro in goal, the French goalkeeper for Charleston at 25 years of age. He's made 38 saves on the season coming into play tonight. Well, he made seven tonight, so that's a significant number for him, and this is, uh, let me find it here, his 14th game of the season. So He set, was incredible. He was great tonight, and if it weren't for him, this really would have been a 5-1, 6-1 
maybe a 7-1 game because Louisville City had that many chances tonight, that many clear-cut and quality chances tonight. The team statistics, as you might imagine, favor Louisville City significantly. 58% of the ball to Louisville City over the course of the entire game. 25 shots for Louisville City. Ten of those were on target. Charleston could only... Uh, only come up with five shots over the course of the 90 minutes this evening. Only one on target. That was the goal from Romario, I beg your pardon, from Augustine Williams in the first half. Louisville City, 15 corner kicks as compared to two for Charleston. Um, Again, just really a dominant display tonight for Louisville City. There were four cards, four World of Beer cards shown in the game. And... One of them shown to Louisville City. Those cards were shown to Patterson and Perez for Charleston. There was the red card, as we mentioned, shown to Quaqua. And then late on, very late on, two minutes into stoppage time, Wes Sharpie with a World of Beer yellow card that was shown his way. We will continue to talk about it. Let's take another break here at during this post-game wrap-up. We'll talk about what happened leading into this game or what happened in, over the course of this game that made it a 4-1 to victory for Louisville City. And we'll look ahead. The big one next week, we said coming into this one, this might be a trap game. Well, that's because next game, next week's game for Louisville City is monumental. It will be massive against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, the team that is hot on their heels in the Eastern Conference standings. We'll talk about that game and preview it for you when we come back on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap-up. Again, the final score tonight, Louisville City a winner by a final of 4-1 to one over the Charleston Battery. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities. Open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Yeah. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap-up. A victorious one once again for Louisville City FC. They take it by a final score of 4-1. to one. They extend the unbeaten run now to eight games, and they have won seven of those eight games. The lone non-victory was a scoreless tie here on July 20th against Phoenix Rising in that USL Summer Showcase. The last time Louisville City did not earn at least a point was back on June 5th against the Tampa Bay Rowdies down in Tampa in Florida. The Rowdies are coming to town. Louisville City can get some revenge for that game, but not just that game, Casey, because Tampa, Tampa Bay, that is, has eliminated Louisville City from each of the last two playoffs. In the Eastern Conference Final, the ultimate stage before potentially playing for a championship in the USL Championship Final, they call it these days. This is a real, true, honest rivalry. It is born out of what has happened on the field. There is animosity between the fans. I can guarantee that that crowd coming up next Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium, we're expecting it to be close to a sellout, close to maybe 14,000. That crowd is going to be energized, excited. They are going to be pushing for this Louisville City team to come out with a victory. It's going to be one of the most exciting and hopefully one of the most enjoyable and fun soccer games that we've had here in Louisville. Arguably, it will be one of the best nights at Lynn Family Stadium in its short history. And it's one that you're not going to want to miss. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you really need to get your tickets and wear black because it is a blackout too. But it's going to be a really exciting game because, honestly, I'm still frustrated about that Tampa Bay game where we lost 1-0 because it was off of a penalty kick that I don't think was a penalty kick. And I think there's a lot of people that agree with me that that was a pretty soft PK to be given. And then... Just a overall frustrating game down in Tampa to lose 1-0. So I think Lou City has got a lot to kind of earn back and to prove with this game next weekend. I think it's also going to be a really good test to see where they are. I mean, you've only got a few, well, not a few, but looking at the whole list of the schedule, it really is just kind of a few more matches left before the playoffs are going to start. And so this is a great opportunity to go up against a really, really good Tampa Bay team and test and see where your team is, where your team can continue to grow, and where you guys are going to be probably come Eastern Conference Finals, we'd like to think. Yeah, 12 games remaining in the regular season for Louisville City. Tampa Bay has just 11 games. Louisville City has a a game in hand on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay victorious tonight as well. They took a 1-0 score against Detroit City. So the standings remain the same in terms of the difference between Louisville City and Tampa. It's just one point at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Louisville City, having played 22 games, sits on 49 points. Tampa Bay, having played 23 games, sits on 48 points. I was having a conversation uh, with our friend Jonathan Lintner before the game, the vice president of communications here at Louisville City and Racing Louisville. He said he thinks it will be the most important or at least the most at stake in a regular season game in Louisville City history. And that certainly, I think, is true if you try and think back to other big occasions. There have been many big occasions in the regular season, but this figures to be the biggest because of the history between the two teams, the real venom and animosity and angst on the side of Louisville City fans to try and get over that hump, to beat Tampa Bay, to get back to where they feel like they belong in that championship final. Um, And with the tickets that have been sold, over 11,000 already sold a week in advance. They're pushing the ticket sales, trying to get as many people as they can. They're trying to make it the first sellout in Lynn Family Stadium history. It's going to be an energized crowd. It's going to be an excited crowd. 
And I, I really, truly, I can't wait for it. It's going to be one of the best nights of soccer we've had this season. What do you think this game tonight, the victory over Charleston, means for Louisville City? We said this may be a trap game tonight. They've passed that test, clearly, by a, with a 4-1 to one win. I'm sure now the team, too, almost more than the fans, I would imagine actually more than the fans, want to beat Tampa as much as, much as anybody. Um, they're going to lock in over this next week and come out, I would imagine, ready to play next week. What do you think this victory means going forward for them in this game? Well, I think it, it, it's a big confidence boost for them because this this was a tough game for them because of the result that happened the last time out versus Charleston. It was a big hump to get over and so for them to be able to come out and have a commanding performance is really going to bode well for their confidence and for their mental state going into this next game because they're going to be hyped about this game no matter what. You, you, I mean, there's no way you couldn't be hyped as a player to play against Tampa next week and so now to be able to have kind of this high from this game and then couple that with the adrenaline and the excitement that you're going to feel for playing Tampa it's really going to lead to this solid energetic performance for Lucidian and I'm hoping that they'll be able to use that to drive their training sessions have really tough training sessions this week to be able to really sharpen up in the final third clean up a few mistakes in the back and then really lead into a nice strong start next weekend. Again, that game coming up a week from tonight, Saturday night, at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown. We should note a move of the kickoff time. The kickoffs have been at 8 o'clock the last few weeks, the last couple of months over the summer. This game coming up next Saturday, 7.30. So be sure to set an alarm on your phone. You're not going to want to be late to the kickoff for this game. It's going to be energetic and entertaining from the start. Again, a 7.30 kick next week for the top two teams in the Eastern Conference here at Lynn Family Stadium, Louisville City hosting the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Louisville victorious tonight by a final of 4-1 to one over the Charleston Battery. Goals were scored by Brian Ombi in the first half, Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa, who won the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match in the second half, as well as Wilson Harris and Sean Tosh to round out the scoring for Louisville City tonight. They continue their unbeaten run. They have now won their 15th game of the season in this, their 22nd game of the season. That'll do it for us. What a big one we've got coming up next week for you. We'll have coverage beginning at 7.15 here on ESPN Louisville. In the event you're late coming in or can't make the game, we will have every moment of the action for you coming up a week from tonight. Until then, for Casey Whitfield, my broadcast partner, and for Spencer Brown, who does such a great job back in the studio, and we appreciate him so sincerely, I'm Jeff Milby saying thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. We will speak to you next Saturday night before what will hopefully be a sellout crowd here at Lynn Family Stadium when the Rowdies come to town. Until then, so long. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota truck, like the new Toyota Tundra. Designed, engineered, and built in the USA, the new Tundra Hybrid delivers 437 horsepower and can go up to 700 miles on a tank of gas. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get a rugged new 22 Tacoma with low 1.9 APR financing. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD Pro. Get details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. A Germantown gem for pegs is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. 